And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys Present Off the Reels. This is episode 51. We are the one and only genuine bonafide Not Funny Guys podcast. Remember, if it doesn't say Not Funny Guys, then it's not us. We're the Not Funny Guys. I'm Casey. I like everything except for Man Thing Franklin. I'm joined by Dr. John the Cynic Evans and Eric. What day is it, Line Barger? Gentlemen, say hello. Rude. Rude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovely. That's a lovely day outside. Wait, it's nighttime. Never mind. It is nighttime. We're recording a little bit later than we normally do. WrestleMania night two is happening right now, and I'm watching it on my iPad as we record. What are you guys doing? What'd you do this week? Anything he just fun? thinks Anything the kayfabe exciting? is real. That's why. The what? The kayfabe. I think the what's you don't yeah, know that term and you watch wrestling? I what? I don't watch oh wrestling gosh. religiously. <laughs> just that's, watching that, that's the whole Morgan idea that match. what they're doing is fake and you're supposed to know it's fake but you think it's real <laughs> um, nope I got nothing I got nothing that means nothing oh, to me there's your wife Eric, there's a Rachel he, sighting there there was a, a wild Rachel sighting and Eric <laughs> is still sending us pictures of duck dicks <laughs> yep. it'll be relevant <laughs> it'll yeah, be relevant we'll at some it. point in time <laughs> we'll get there <laughs> this thing. Eric did you do a trivia this week did you lose again did you win uh, so, this trivia dead. So I had a trivia. I had massive amounts of trivia. So I did trivia on Thursday, but it was not the normal trivia we do. So it was under a different, um, same kind of group of people, but uh, just different like place and hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, we got third. Third wow. on Friday. You suck now. Normal spot. Well, th- third on on Friday, which is a normal spot. Uh, we won our eighth out of eleventh mm-hmm. for the season, and which means we won the season as well. Um, oh, you won the season! Had, wow, did you get money? We had like a, yeah, yeah, we got like a hundred dollar gift card. Nice, yeah. So, um, and then we had a Saturday tournament of tournament type things. So it was all because he hosts in five different places, so the, everyone from all five places was welcome. Uh, we didn't do as as well in that one. <laughs> I think we came <laughs> in like seventh. It was it was humbling, but we didn't have our full team. You know, life happens. Some people couldn't make it, so that was upsetting. You guys that's, suck. That's what I blame. Yep, you guys suck. I think so. I think that, but three just... nights of trivia. Wow. That's impressive. I did not do three nights of trivia. Not at all. <laughs> Dr. Evans, did you do three nights of grading people's um, tests and stuff? No, I'm getting ready to go to a conference in San Antonio, though, this week. So that's my fun. Nice. My nice. fun's coming. So. I don't know if I'd say that's fun, but <laughs> you might <laughs> like it. Maybe it won't be uh, stressful. I don't know what a teacher conference is like. No, it's an academic conference. It's a uh, pop culture. So yep. it's be loads of fun, actually. Is it oh, really yeah. a pop culture one? Oh, yeah. It's kind of no. cool. No, it's great. They've like, you should see the categories. It's a massive categories of pretty much everything and anything you might be interested in. Nice. Nice. I like it. And speaking of things I might be interested in, let us jump to some Us Geekly news. As a weird skeleton disco ball raises up out of the ground. I'm sorry, I got distracted. I don't Do know why this man's wearing we a disco to... ball on his head. Are we, have we told the listeners what, what they're not seeing? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, no, I, you I, mentioned I did, WrestleMania. I, I did mention I'm watching WrestleMania. Okay, okay, good. Just, uh, <laughs> I, I might have missed that. Anytime there's a non-sequitur comment out of Casey, 
it's because he's staring at another screen and something's going like, whoa. I have three <laughs> screens in front of me. Um, one of it, them, though, a man is wearing a skull mask that's like a disco mirror ball. Um, I, will, I will say very I weird. this too. It's pretty. It's a little crazy looking. It's cool, isn't it? I My stream isn't very good. It's a little it's a little choppy. I'm wondering if it's over recording at the same time. Um, It might be, but I'm on the same. I don't know. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Are you, you're doing on this, the same screen that we're doing the Zoom. That's probably why. Stay on target. Yeah, no, no, no. Stay on target. Uh, hey, we're on target. Hey, I still haven't gone over my five minutes for our in. opening. So speaking of our, that was a good quick change. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. So let's talk about some wonderful news that we've got this week. Hmm. I can hit the button. There we go. All right. So I'm going to go um, through. Some of these are some quick hits. Some of these are a little bit um, longer. So the quick hits. Um, we are getting a Scott Pilgrim versus the world anime with Netflix and the cast for the anime is the movie cast. Everyone's coming back to reprise their roles. I think everyone may McCul- or Kieran Culkin may not be back or what, whoever was in Macaulay. John, you know, no, it's you know Kieran. Which one it, was? it was Kieran. I don't know. Kieran's back. I didn't see him. He's the only one I didn't see. Well, he listed. might be tied up in succession. So, you know, well, they're done filming. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Easy. I don't know what he's Literally, tied up right? in then. Yeah, but I know that they are going to be in, um they're going to be doing new music. Brie Larson will be singing again, and it's the same director um, from the movie what, doing. Oh, um, no, not it's who I'm thinking. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah, I believe it's yeah Edgar Wright. So um, that's an exciting one. I know you were a bigger fan of Scott Pilgrim than I am, but no, this really is this. Cool. I like this. I lo- I want to see this. Yeah. This would be fun. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's gonna be really good. Um, Eric, do you have any say in the Scott Pilgrim world? I mean, I really enjoyed. The movie, I guess. I had watched it, rewatched it like a year or so ago, and I forgot how good it was. Um, I don't know. I love anything with Edgar Wright does. So, I mean, I've, I pretty much have enjoyed everything he's ever done. Him and Wes Anderson are like a, anything you can do, I'll watch it. Thing. And then you lost me with Wes Anderson. But oh, it's got, he's got a new one coming it. out that looks really good, too. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh, yeah? No, well, it well, doesn't. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, Asteroid City, I think. Hmm. I think it's called Asteroid sure. City. Yeah. Um, so, Tom Hanks is, is in it. Is this Scott Pilgrim? Is this going to be? Where is this at? Is this a full length movie? It's a TV show. It's going to be an anime. So I think each episode Netflix? will be Netflix. I believe each okay. episode will be of one of the volumes of the book. Yeah, so they, they can, can actually be more whole... consistently accurate in this time around. Yeah. So does that mean each boy or X will will have a longer sort of season almost, or or main episode probably? Well, that's not how they the follow books, in the know. books. Oh, okay. But there, the there'll be more development. I think you'll see. In like Ramona and Scott's relationship. I, I want to correct something I said a second ago when I said the Mirror Man was Finn Valor. I thought it was actually that was the Edge. That's Finn right there. So I'm just correcting for continuity because um, someone's going to write in and be like, excuse me, sir, you weren't really watching it. You used the wrong names or the wrestlers. And to that, I say, I don't care. You assume okay, that every reader, every, every listener of this show thinks like you. It's really weird. Yes. Yes. Because uh, only you would care about that. <laughs> I promise you we're going to have someone who's going to write in about that, that I misspoke, and then we're going to have to deal with it. Well, we've corrected but speaking... that now, so they should be writing. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of dealing with it, um, Vincent D'Onofrio recently mm-hmm. did an interview because he's filming Daredevil, um, and he let out that they have some exciting stuff in the works for season two. So he has already confirmed that we are getting a season two of Daredevil. Nice. And um, I guess oh, he's also part of it, 
right? So he's part of season one, and we can now assume he's part of season two. Yeah, no, season two, um, there's a ghost. There was <laughs> you never you know what? Uh, don't put it past him. <laughs> on the Twitter, there was uh, a fo- actually no, sorry, it wasn't Twitter. I was on comicbooknews.com and they had an article about Kingpin. It was like spoiler image of Kingpin on the set. And I was like, I'm curious, like what's a spoiler? And I clicked on the link because they had it like blurred out. You had to click on to see it. It's Vincent D'Onofrio standing there in a suit. I'm like, that's not a spoiler. Clickbait. Like, yeah, like that's mm. that's just his costume. He wears a suit. Um, but my understanding of the story is he is running for mayor, and the reason Punisher is going to be involved is because um, he is going to do a crackdown on vigilantes, and so he's going after Punisher and Daredevil and then Spider Man. Um, and this is supposedly going to heavily influence the next Spider Man movie. Oh, so if that's all true, which it sounds like it is. Um, then hey, that's a pretty cool little storyline, and I'm all for it. Have we already confirmed like Tom Holland for another Spider-Man movie? Yes, right. I mean he is. There's been no official word, but my understanding is that he has secretly already signed a contract. Okay, and they're just waiting for the right time to. Because he's he's turning into one of our our most recurring at this point. He's getting there. We should actually do a thing. Actually, Eric, it's going to be your job. You need to do a spreadsheet to tell us who has been in the most. It's going to be um, it's going to be Thor. I, think I believe Thor actually has the most right now. I think it's going to be Stan Lee. No, you well, talking about movies, like character. standalone movies in the MCU? Stan, well, no, which actors, no, which main actor. actor, oh, recurring, recurring okay. actors have it? Stan, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider him a reoccurring because he's more cameos. He's um, also not the same character every time. Right. True. Now, speaking of Spider-Man, um, I, this is not in the news thing, but I'll throw it out there. Tomorrow, we are getting the trailer, the next trailer for um, Into the Spider-Verse. No, or beyond the spider Across the Spider-Verse, sorry. Across the Spider-Verse. Part one, basically, um, right? Um, well, they, they took up the part one and the oh. part two. It's just across. So we're getting the next trailer for that, and we're supposed to be getting um, Blue Beetle tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, I saw an announcement for that. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to like react to this. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, also, if Booster Gold was in it, that'd be a different story. It could be. We don't know yet. Well, yeah, um, in other um, <laughs> Marvel news, Liv Tyler is returning to play Betty Ross in Captain America New World Order. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and huh. They released that information. And then the next day, I figured out why they released that information, because they were filming outside for a funeral scene and she was there. So, gotcha. uh, make sense. <laughs> there is a photo of it's one of my favorite photos of the week. It's a photo of Harrison Ford walking on the set, and people have been like doing all types of memes of like, did someone forget to tell him he's supposed to wear um have a mustache, or did they were they scared to tell him he's supposed to have a mustache because <laughs> he does not have a mustache? <laughs> um, as long as they don't CG it in later, that's that would be awful. Yeah, don't don't Superman this. Okay. Yeah. Other um Marvel news. There is a secret invasion trailer that came out today. What did you guys think? Yay, nay. Like Ups, it. Downs. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm like I said, I when I told you I'm looking forward to like the idea of Ben Mendelssohn playing a good guy more yes. often. Like I, I feel like he he makes a very good bad guy, but I like to see him get mm-hmm. some chances to play a good guy, you know? Yeah. Watching I think this, this is I think this is going to be an interesting movie in general because it TV feels show. like 
yeah, sorry. I just the way that they're setting everything up, I feel like they're about to retcon a ton of things. And, well, they can. I mean, this is the perfect time for almost. They can recast actors with this and be like, we never saw what Captain America looked like. Right. right. Well, you mean here, you have the other idea that this that. would be the perfect time for the scrolls to launch such a thing. So I have I a mean, theory. I have okay. a theory on this. Just watching this trailer, I didn't I literally had the theory while we were watching the trailer a few minutes ago. I think Val is is using the scrolls to take over. Hmm. I think this is Val manipulating things to get so what she, she wants to create the thunderbolts to go after um the um the titans um I forgot what they called them the eternals, eternals the, the celestials celestials um, yeah um island that's going to basically be Krakoa and be adamantium I think this is mm-hmm. Val Using well, manipulating it, the. She's gonna Norman Osborn it. She's gonna she's gonna she, ride the wave of being yeah. help helping stop it into a position of power because in the comic books, Secret Invasion literally cut the knees out from Tony Stark and his whole mm-hmm. initiative and let in the door basically let in Norman Osborn who was at that time leading the Thunderbolts to basically ride in and then he formed the Dark Avengers. So yeah. I, I think this is exactly what Val was doing. To me, it makes the perfect Val story. Um, especially since in the comics, Val and Nick Fury have that history together. This is the great way to get that going. Uh, and not so always that's the history my theory that we saw in, I had while watching it. And not always that history we saw with Nick Fury, Agent of Shield last week. Yes. Um, also, supposedly, um, I didn't see this in the trailer, but supposedly Secret Invasion will be um, launching on June 21st. That was uh-huh. in the trailer. Yeah, it's at the, it it's at the end. Okay, perfect. The note tag. Yeah. Perfect. So it'll be launching uh, the day before my birthday. Winter's, it'll yeah. be the summer solstice. That's right. And then um, Amelia Clark is confirmed to be playing Talos' daughter, um, yeah. which is what I kind of figured she was playing. Um, that makes sense. Beginning. So other Marvel news moving away from Secret Invasion, but moving toward everyone's favorite Deadpool, Matthew McFadden, our favorite guy from Secession. He is going to be in Deadpool 3 as a major character, and I am so down to see what Tom brings to this. All right. Yeah, that'll be fun. (laughs) Uh, My understanding is um, he's supposedly going to be playing a TVA agent, which is fine with me. I just I will take him doing whatever. I think it's gonna be great, and that's my understanding is that starts filming on Monday, so we might start getting some set leaks hmm. and some photos. I could see him with that sort of same bubbly personality as like um, Owen Wilson has as his TVA agent. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what if he's playing? This will only work for John, but what if he's playing Mister Sinister? Ooh, that would be an interesting twist. That would be an interesting twist. I want Mister Sinister, and I'm all down for Nathaniel Essex um, showing up. Um, other Marvel thing moving away from. Deadpool. Sorry, Eric, that was a deep cut there. So <laughs> it was, it was. I'm sorry, um, Eric. Um, so also to the audience, sorry, that was a deep cut. <laughs> I love Nathaniel Essex. This is sinister. I'm sorry. I if he ever shows up, I'm I, we're done. That's just it. Um, all my characters that I love will have made it to the screen at that point. I can't think of any other character. I'm just like dying. He will have a massive like orgasm that won't end for like I, a year i will you're all gonna have to get me some kleenex and some Jesus. lotion i mean all types of stuff because it's gonna be messy but i will have had all my characters on the screen i don't know about all the other motherfuckers but i got my characters on screen um moving away to other characters um 
In the Wonder Man TV show, Ed Harris has joined the cast as a mystery role. John, who do you want Ed Harris to play? I don't know. That's, that's fascinating. I'm just, I haven't been able to follow enough about the Wonder Man, but I need to get more informed because he is one of my favorite West Coast, like, you know, West Coast ish Avengers. But I'm hoping maybe for like the Grim Reaper. You never know. I mean, that is his brother, his half brother. What if he's playing um, the guy, oh, the ringmaster? No, that too. I mean, there's That's a whole host of kind of like side characters we might actually get to see through this lens here. I mean, this, what you know, the introduction of Wonder Man really does give us just another angle on some things that we maybe wouldn't have seen without him, but he could be a, like a doorway into some interesting characters. Um, you know, the same way we've seen in other shows where we've been able to explore these characters, like in She-Hulk and other places where we got to see these characters that would normally have never made the cut into like a higher level project. But because we're going down here and we're getting into some more of the nitty gritty stuff, you know, I would so, love to see, I would honestly love to see Wonder Man cross over with She-Hulk being that the West Coast element's going to be strong there. Yeah. So let's let's take a moment to speculate. This is a game Eric can play. What Marvel character would you like Ed Harris to play? He could be any Marvel character that's not introduced. Who would you like to see? I mean, most likely he's probably the villain, let's be honest, or a villain. But who would you like to see? You've got five seconds to think about it. Oh, well, I'm going to need more than that for sure. Okay, you've got <laughs> 10 seconds to think about it. I'll just swing back to him. He'll figure it out. You can go whenever you're ready, John. Just blurt it out. Blur it out, Eric, when you're ready. All right, I will. But John, right. who do you want him to be? It can be any. I, I want to be character. Grim Reaper. I'm I'm cool with the Grim Reaper element. Really I think want that'd to be, be great. Yeah. I I think he's kind of mind. essential if you're gonna do Wonder Man. You need his nemesis. And, you know, I, I unless you're gonna make mind. him the older Black Knight, and we're gonna somehow insert, you know, another element, the Black Knight, by having the villain version of the uncle to the current, you know. Mm-hmm. That out, but I don't think they're going to do that. So I wouldn't mind Ringmaster, but I honestly wouldn't mind. Now, this is going to be a strange one and a hard one, but I wouldn't mind if he was Norman. Yeah. And we're just introducing the concept of, of Oscorp and we meet Harry, and Harry becomes the Ooh. main focus later. So we can have the younger Harry being the actual goblin. Interesting. Um, I wouldn't mind that. We're not going to do that. Norman experiments on his own child creates Green Goblin. Yeah. Not no, himself. It, it doesn't make sense for this story, but I would totally be down for that. Um, so, Eric, go. You've had more than enough time. Give us a name. All right. All right. So I, I think if I, I really like your idea of him being an Osborne and that kind of introduction, I think he'd be a great, great role. That said, I was just kind of looking up online and trying to cheat here. He's stalling. Uh, I don't know that he would actually fit for this, but since he'd be behind a mask beta ray bill <laughs> i think it could be a, a i would take voice. his voice as beta ray bill i'm right? not gonna lie i would definitely take that he would be just you blew it <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna try to make a robocop joke but i, I it went out of my head right when you said you blew it I feel like the silence though here was uh was similar to what we'll get from the audience. Yeah. Like what? Now, <laughs> I, now I want to make clearly, folks. I don't have a good uh good reference like like everyone else here. I, I want to make John really happy. Mm-hmm. John, you are getting Grim Reaper in the Wonder Man show. It is going to be played by Demetrius Gross. Okay. Um, and he was in um Lovecraft Country. 
He is also in the ramp, the bad rampage movie, um, and a couple other things. I don't recognize him, so he couldn't have left a big enough yeah, impression on me. But I'm happy that he's—he looks like look based on what Yaya looks like. He looks like he would be his brother. So, like they—they okay. they have enough facial like features that look alike, that look similar enough that um, it could work out. So that is that one. So now let's get into the stuff that's a little bit more meaty. Um, last week we discussed Victoria Alonzo's firing by Disney and the stuff that had been going on with that. She was the head of their VFX apartment or department. Um, at during all the, he should, she said, um, there was a bit where she had referenced Disney is basically retaliating, um, towards me because I refuse to do something that I found to be reprehensible. We have since found out what that was that she found to be reprehensible. And it was in Ant-Man three. Um, Eric, you still haven't seen it, right? I have not. Okay. This is such a, a small spoiler. I'm just going to say it anyway, cause it's not yeah, really that bad. Ahead. It's cool. They're walking down the street in San Fran and he passes by a window that's got gay pride stuff in it. I believe it was Pakistan. Um, if it wasn't Pakistan, it's a country over there, um, did not want to see the gay pride stuff. And Disney was having the VFX department blur out the window and all the gay pride stuff. And that is what she found to be reprehensible. And Disney then outsourced some another VFX team to do that for them. Um, she is um, part of the LGBTQ world. Um, so I can understand why she would be infuriated by this, but that is supposedly what the reprehensible act was. I I can see this from her point of view. I really can. And I can also see it from Disney's point of view. This is a no win scenario because mm -hmm. Disney as a corporation has to make profit and they need to be able to make their things work across every cultural aspect that they can, you know, they can touch upon regardless mm -hmm. and yet i understand completely that she feels a strong point of her own identity to stand up and like i can see this from both angles so it's like just part ways yeah. i mean if that's if that's so if that's a red line for her then you should be allowed to walk away you know right. you don't have to participate mm -hmm. you don't have to be a party to this thing particularly if it strikes against your values no one says you have to do that, but I don't know. It's just, I feel like this is our, that cat's already left ship sailed. That cat mm -hmm. is gone. We're not going to get this amicable. It's going to just get ugly. Yeah. is how I feel about it now. Yeah. This is totally a Kobayashi Maru situation. Yeah, you're right. It's a no win situation. It really is. Because like I said, I can see, both sides completely here. I can Same. literally clearly see that, you know, she has every right to not want to do that the same way that they say that a baker has the right to not bake a cake for an LGBTQ wedding. You're right. Technically he does. And so technically she does, but she has to have known that could cost her her job because right. if that's what they're asking you to do and you don't do it, now maybe there's more to this because honestly I don't know why I mean, there's you would, definitely yeah there's definitely I don't know why you would, that we're not you would fire her 
over something like this, even though you should have known that you were asking her to do this. But at the yeah. same time, I feel like, yeah, there's got to be more going on here. That's just the tip of the iceberg, really. I mean, at the very least, and I, I'm with you, I can see both sides of it. Um, I I would be annoyed if I was in her position, being asked that for sure. Um, and if I was Disney, I would have to think long and hard about, is the money for that one country worth doing this? Okay, let me... Let me um, but let me, at me, least... Uh, well, can I interject there real quickly and just say that okay. I, don't, I don't think Disney... Disney's primary goal is profit. I don't think they give Absolutely. a rat's ass or no, even I, I like remotely it. even care. And I think for her, it was obviously a point of how something that she felt very passionate about as a personal identity. And so these are conflicting forces running yes. into each other. It's amazing that this didn't happen sooner, to be I, honest. I agree. I am surprised it didn't happen sooner. But what I was going to say is at least, and then Eric, I want you to get your point in, um, at least they weren't trying to cut a character. I feel that's when you definitely start to cross the line because there was reports that they wanted to um, the same country wanted to cut out American Chavez from Doctor Strange and Disney mm -hmm. held their own and said, no, we will. Okay. not. Well, I'll give him props so, for that. Yeah, it could have been that type of situation in that situation. I definitely would. I would agree with anyone who wanted to walk away from Disney at that point who worked for them, um, who was on the creative side. But that wasn't that's not the situation here so that's one to throw that in um eric what were you gonna say i'm sorry i'd cut you off a second no, I, I well i mean i i don't so i i'm i don't know that i know the full story right obviously i don't so, think any of us so, know the full yeah, story none of yet. us know that's the, the full story nice. this is just we've just learned that there was a statement right. i don't know if she put it out or her lawyers put it out that had mentioned what the reprehensible act was so, so we don't know enough so my, my thought on this and and like to me, it, I would hope, I guess, that there is more to it than simply she did not feel comfortable fulfilling this ask, essentially. Oh, there, because, there has to be more. Yeah, because be. if it's just that, I'd like to think that, A, she could say, you know what, that I can't do that, that, you know, that's, that's, that's essentially writing myself out of, out of, you know existence for the sake of, of profit here and i, I mm -hmm. can understand why she could take that stand i'd like to think that disney would and, and marvel would have the smarts to go okay that's your stance we're still going to do it but you're welcome to abstain yeah um and not punish her for that you mm -hmm. know um and so if if she's truly being punished simply for abstaining from writing her or her her existence out essentially mm -hmm. um then yeah that's bullshit yeah if 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 it's a matter of other things and this kind of seems like it is the straw that broke the camel's back then then that's probably a different story at that point. well from her point of view it's the straw that broke the camel's back we don't know Did, then, i mean my understanding that, that is raises disney's the question what else view, did she do right that so that was that's the question right what we've heard is, from disney's point of view is they fired her because she was promoting and working on another movie that was not a disney movie oh that's right yeah uh so that's where I'm like, well, there's definitely more to uh, it. There's yeah, the rumor so she was also let go because of the VFX quality had been dipping with Marvel. So there's lots to it. We just don't, unfortunately, know. We probably yeah. won't ever know, unfortunately. Um, Not so. unless they go as far as, you know, Dominion and Fox News to just spill all the tea. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to say unless more bombshells come out from this or someone talks, this is probably the last time we end up talking about her. It is an awful situation all around. Yeah. I just don't know who to 
who to believe or where to go with that one. But let's stick with some more Marvel stuff. Um, and Marvel Studios is what we've already kind of figured out. They are um, reducing its movie and TV um, content. Um, they're going to just slow it down. They're not going to be pumping it out as fast. And we know this because someone who works for Marvel was doing an interview and there was a hot mic situation where he flat out said it. <laughs> so <laughs> what well, we already kind of figured um, is happening, but now we yeah, I think know the, 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 there's been word in the wind. Um, to circle back to firings, this is a huge firing. Marvel, actually, let me rephrase it. Disney fired Ike Perlmutter. He was in charge of Marvel. So some backstory. Back in the day, Ike worked his way up and became the head of Marvel Comics. Uh, Marvel everything. It is because of Ike that Marvel sold to Disney. And Ike came along with Disney. One of the things that Ike is very famous for is he's a penny pincher. He there's reports that he would literally walk around the offices and pull paper clips out of the trash can to save money. Um, during the Iron Man press tour, he didn't want to cater things. He thought, why not just give everyone who's there a bag of chips and just be done with it? Let's save the money. So he was penny pincher from hell. He's also hardcore MAGA. Oh. He, um, he, what was it? Say? Um, if John will remember this, Eric won't know this. Remember John, when all of a sudden Marvel started like writing the fantastic four and X-Men out and they were just pushing the whole inhumans thing. Yeah. That was, that was Ike because he didn't want to help Fox make money since they yeah. were making the movies. So that's the type of person that Ike was. Ike was let go. Um, when when they came over, when he sold to Disney, he stuck with them. Kevin Feige was under my uh, Ike. It was all part of the thing. Kevin and Mike um, fought hardcore. Doctor Strange, there was a lot of Ike wanted to save money. Kevin got his way and they were separated. But Ike got to keep the TV shows, which is why we have Inhumans and why we have S.H.I.E.L.D. and why the budgets were what they were. Um. But Kevin had gotten separated away, and then um, eventually Ike just got Marvel itself, like what was left of Marvel, not the movie side, not the entertainment side. Supposedly, Ike had been trying to put his own people on Disney's board to do a small coup to try to get more power. And that was kind of the last straw to help get rid of Mr. Ike. So good riddance. Let's pour one out to Mr. Ike and hope we never have to hear his name again, except for when he's somehow Donald Trump's chief of staff in the next administration. <laughs> Ugh, let's not put that in my head. That's, I totally see that coming. Um, any thoughts on that before I do the final um, news topic? No, that's yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Good riddance. Yeah. yeah. Good riddance. That's right. Now let's do the final. And this is my favorite thing of the week. My absolute favorite fucking thing of the week back in <laughs> april desantis was like i'm in charge 
I'm going to take over Disney and teach them a lesson by taking over their board. And Disney's like, Florida right, Governor cool. Ron DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, Ron DeSantis, the governor. And Disney's like, all right, cool. Yeah, we're happy to play along. Yeah, absolutely. We want to work with you. You know, we're in your state. Let's do it. While DeSantis was, you know, doing tour his little press tour and touting how he taught Disney a lesson. He controlled the mouse. Disney was publicly, I want to point that out, publicly holding that having the board do their normal board work, their hearings and stuff publicly. And they put up this new arrangement to the board that would give Disney full control over Reedy Creek for the next 30 years. And it took a couple of weeks. They would put out the proposals. They would read them, debate them publicly. DeSantis wasn't paying attention. And so when they when the board signed the stuff, it became ironclad because Disney, we got a lot of really good lawyers and wrote a, an agreement so ironclad that DeSantis can't do anything about it. So ironclad that they countered for the idea that if perpetuity wasn't an option, they created a default backup. Yes. Wow. So for 30 years, Disney controls everything except for, my understanding is except for road construction. Now, when... The new board came in this week and they, oh, sorry, but before the new board came in, I want to point out once the our old board signed it, there, there was no, no way to turn it around. Like the old board signed away their power the second they did it. No one could break it. So the new board came in and they discovered that they had no power anymore. And in said contract, it actually stated that Disney has control over Reedy Creek until the last descendant, or sorry, until 21 years after the last descendant of King Charles III passes away. And that's part of what's called a royal decree element <laughs> that yeah. they're actually doing. The idea is to counter the initial counter uh, is that this is in perpetuity. But if for some reason perpetuity is not allowable under the law, this is what they're doing. And they specifically cited an old common law tactic, which is what they did here. Yeah. <laughs> The greatest middle finger yes. I have ever seen in my entire life. I just, I, it's my, it's my favorite news story. And it was related to this, um, to us because of Disney and Disney owns Marvel. Therefore it ties in best middle finger ever. And that's how we talk politics here. We just slide it in. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, do you have any words on this beautiful, glorious, man? Fuck you. No, I've been following it. I love it. Yeah. It's. It, it's not getting enough attention, sadly. That's that's the one thing I I will I will say. There's there's been too much other stuff. I mean, we could go into a whole. Sure. I mean, we could <laughs> this is not a politics or news podcast. Let's keep it. <laughs> but this was a this was a glorious moment, and thank you, Disney. Thank you for being there for us always, and we love you. Was we, this a Bob Iger move? You think now that he's back? No, because this would have started. This would have started a while back All when right. um, DeSantis first started. So this was this would have in theory been. Um, Bob Paycheck. Mm. I'm sorry, Chapek. Chapek. You might have heard me say Paycheck. It's Chapek. But but Bob Paycheck. There's <laughs> no longer at the board either. <laughs> so he's he's with his friend Ike Perlmutter. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the genre news us geekly for the week. Um, I did not take the time to open up our mailbox. So I apologize if anyone wrote in. Um, we will address that next week. But if you would like to write in, it is notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. And you too can write in and ask us some questions. 
And I promise the next week, actually check the mailbag to see. So I apologize in advance. But since we're going to do, um, since I skipped that, let us discuss some movies. Let's talk about the things that I watched this week. So for those of you who are just listening for the first time, shame on you. For those of you who are regular listeners and go, God, you guys talk too fucking long. I don't remember what you're doing. Well, that's shame on me. So let's catch you up. My New Year's resolution is to watch every Marvel movie that is out there. And that includes the bad ones. We started with from the six, no, 70s um, and working our way through whatever the most recent Marvel movie will be. We've been going through. We started with the animated. Now we are to live actions. We're finally out of the 70s and we're hitting stuff that's better quality. Um, Debatable. It's better quality than some of the stuff. Let me just put it that way. Um, I didn't say it was great, but it's better quality. It was quality crap. Uh, yeah, there you go. Quality crap. So, <laughs> so anyway, we, we watched uh, some stuff this week. I watched the 2003 Daredevil movie. I watched the 2005 Electra movie. We all watched the 2005 Man Thing movie. And we all watched the 1986 Howard the Duck. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so let us talk about some of these movies real quick. I'm going to start with Daredevil. Um, I watched the Daredevil's director's cut, which adds 30 minutes to the movie. Anyone who's watching this movie, I recommend you doing the same because it improves the movie because they cut out a pivotal scene or like whole, uh, sorry, not scene, uh, storyline following Coolio. And it actually makes the movie better because you see Matt Murdock being a lawyer. And that's actually kind of fascinating. How does, so this, how does old Batflack do it then? Um, he, he's not awful. Um, he is not awful at all. Mm-hmm. So this movie was written and directed by a Mr. Mark Stephen Johnson. Um, it is heavily influenced by the Kevin Smith Joe Quesada run with a little bit of the Frank Miller. Um, so, um, gentlemen, uh, this is what the costume looks like in um, the comics at the same time period. And what we ended up getting um, was this costume. So the costume actually doesn't look that bad. I'll be honest. It's not the worst thing about this movie. It could have been better, but it it's not awful. Um I also have the composer of Jerome Revel, um, but I'm not sure... Um, what else he has directed. Um, we've got Mr. Ben Affleck as Daredevil. We have Jennifer Garner um, playing Elektra. Um, so this is, Eric, this is what she looked like in this time period. You're not in the actually middle. sharing your screen. I'm not actually sharing my screen. Are you sure? Not the... Oh, it's, your screen's it's huge. I have to like zoom out. How about this? I'll do that. This will help you. There we go. Um, so this is um, in the middle. This is what Electra looked like in the comics at this time period. Okay. Um, this All is right. what she looked like there. So actually, yeah, not, not awful bad casting. Yeah, I mean, not yeah. not bad. I'm not good casting for her. <laughs> um, Fair. Jennifer Garner is not the great. So she actually wore like they looked lime green. Like her contacts were so green, it was very distracting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a villain um, bullseye. This is what he looked like in the comics. Here's another um, bullseye image. 
And then we got Mr. Colin Farrell. I'm playing Bullseye. Poor guy. <laughs> he's, he must have been having a blast. He actually looks like he's enjoying himself in this movie. Um, this is the first movie that we actually hear his accent. So fun little story there. Really? First time we hear Irish? his accent. Yep, his Irish accent. Mm-hmm. Character's not Irish as far as I remember from the comic books, but hey, whatevs. Um, here's another shot of 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 him. Like I get why they didn't do this costume. I do understand it. Um, then we also have um, playing Phil Urich um, is our friend Joe Pants. Joey Pants. Joey Pantaloni. Um, we have Alan Pompey playing Karen Page, who is a major character in the Netflix show. Um, we have John Favreau playing um, Foggy Nelson, um, who that character is also in the Netflix show. And then we have the late, great Michael Clark Duncan playing the Kingpin himself, mm-hmm. wearing this awesome suit. Um, he is amazing. He's by far the best part of this entire movie. He was a good penguin. Agreed. He would have been a good Penguin long term. Yeah. Yeah. He he would have been great. So um, costumes, like I said, everything looks fine. Um, Daredevil's just a choice. Or, sorry, I'm, or Deadpool, Bullseye is a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Stan Watch. Yes, we do have Stan in here. Stan appears. Um, Matt Murdock saves him as the kid. He holds up his stick as Stan was about to walk across the street. So we do have Stan in this. Nice. Um, and the villain is Kingpin and Bullseye. So, general thoughts on this movie. Um, it has it. It has a strong opening with the beautiful shot that's right out of the comic books. Excuse me. Um, the sonar power that he has is it awful? I actually don't mind it. It's just bad. It's just the, seeing the CG is rough today. But I get where they were going with it. I didn't need it as much. Uh, there's one spot in particular that I think it looks great. It's um, Daredevil and Elektra are on top of a roof, and he says, you know, it's about to rain, and when it rains, I can almost see. And you oh, see her yeah. face fill in with the rain. Mm. It's great there, and they use it in reverse later on um, at the funeral for her father. It starts to rain, and she knows that he can see her at that point, so she holds an umbrella up, and her face fades out. Um, which is a really fascinating use of that. And I did enjoy that. Um, ben Affleck has some awful narration. Whoever, Mark Stephen Miller. Uh, was it Mark Stephen Miller? What was his name again? Oh, sorry, Mark Stephen Johnson. Uh, man, you wrote some awful narration. I'm sorry, dude, but you wrote some awful narration. It was so 90s. I did not like the narration in the movie. Um, but they did at least get the origin correct, which is really important. Not all these movies have gotten origins correct. They did it here. Um we didn't need the Electra subplot. Um, the, she didn't need to be there. Um, she that gets was a spin to, out. That you, that was on purpose, right? Uh, it was on. Well, yes and no. Hmm. Um, we'll. I'll talk about that in a second when I get Electra. But they they shouldn't have put her in here. Her father was fine to have in here because that storyline makes sense for when Kingpin kills the father. But where this movie loses me is. During the whole fight sequence where Bullseye's going after Nicholas Nachios, she's there. She sees it. She sees what's happening. She's in the car. Bullseye and Daredevil are fighting. Bulls or Daredevil throws his baton. Bullseye catches it. Bullseye throws it at Nicholas Nachios. Daredevil's trying to stop it. He reaches something, grabs it, but misses it. It hits Nicholas Nachios. 
Bullseye and Daredevil continue fighting. Electra gets out and pulls a gun and tries to shoot at Daredevil. And I don't understand why she goes after Daredevil. It makes no it's sense. It's really weak. It's very weak. I don't get it. It's my it, it it almost ruins the movie for me so much because it's just this odd piece. And then she like devotes her life to trying to take out Daredevil. It's it's not a it's not a good scene. And then she like forgives him instantly when she sees who it is. Um, so I I didn't I didn't like that part um, about the movie. Um, another fun thing in this, Kevin Smith is in it. He is playing. Um, oh, I didn't write down his name. Who he's a coroner. He no, he's the coroner. But I think he is um, Jack. I think he's playing a character named Jack Kirby. I think he's oh, playing yeah. Jack Kirby, <laughs> if I remember correctly. He's playing. They have a, they they did a really good job of like referencing a lot of people. Um, like Casada is a character in it. Um, all these famous people. Also, Daredevil kills in this movie. The first time you see Daredevil action, he kills a man by pushing him down so a subway car can hit him. Oh shit! And chop him in half. Daredevil kills. Also, in the trailer, if you remember, there's a scene where um, Ben Urich throws like a torch and lights up a, a DD flame on the ground. Hmm. Did Daredevil kill a man and then take the time as a blind man? And to put the DD out there perfectly and hope that someone would throw a cigarette and light it on fire. Also, how did Ben Yurik know that that was where it was? Because he goes, oh, really? You don't think it's Daredevil? And then throws it to catch it on fire to prove his point. The bad writing is what that is. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bad writing. Bad writing. The CG of the fight scenes is awful. You can tell it's CG people. Um, yes, uh, and K- but Kingpin is awesome. I just want to say that I love Kingpin. Kingpin was great in this. Um, so, should you watch this movie? Mm, do you like Daredevil? Go watch the Netflix show. You like Ben? Do Affleck? you want to? Mm. You like Ben Affleck? Watch anything else. Hell, watch Jersey Girl. <laughs> Oh, like wait, George Carlin's in that one, so at least there's you know, yeah. Um, if you like Kevin Smith, watch anything else. Yeah, this movie's so mid tier. Eric, here's another picture of Electra. Why couldn't we've gotten this outfit? Um, like it's so mid tier. It's so mid tier. It's forgettable. Yes, there's some things that I can find fun about it. Will I watch it again? Probably. I like Michael Clark Duncan. Man, is this? He's really the one thing keeping that alive. He is like there's, and when this came out, we were so hopeful. We no were joke. so hopeful. This is just like Spawn. And this is just like when Spawn came out in the late nineties. Yeah, holds up better. Spawn holds up. Yeah, better. I kind of like Spawn. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like Spawn. I it, it now I, maybe it's just me. I remember when this was came out, like being like, "This is a good movie," like enjoying it. Like I didn't realize what good Marvel movie could be yet, and so I'm just like, this we "We're just great. happy to have it at that point." Yeah, we really were. Now, we, were thing, we were really like we were really really lowering our lowering our expectations. Yeah, um, when I was reading up on this, one thing that um, affected the movie Ben hated working on this. He was excited to work on it at first, but then he hated the outfit. He hated like the reviews and stuff he got. He didn't want to do a sequel, um, and it was just a miserable experience. So much so he vowed never to do another superhero movie again. Liar. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So money does bring you back to things, but 
He recently yeah. did an interview where he really trashed doing. Well, he didn't trash mm-hmm. uh, Batman. He but, didn't, but he definitely said like, eh, "I shouldn't have done it." Basically, yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to. In hindsight, I learned not to. <laughs> yeah, you know, but he met his wife in this. His so ex-wife. This where this his is? Ex-wife. Yeah, his ex-wife. This is where they met. All right. This is where they met. So. Uh, oh, it's got my, this picture has my favorite building in New York. Actually, my favorite building in general. I love the Chrysler building. Chrysler, okay. So, um, anyway, so yeah, them. It's mid movie. It's just mid tier. I'll give you what I rated it in a minute after I mentioned the sequel, quote unquote, or spinoff, Electra. So they, I mentioned they wanted to do a, a sequel. Ben was like, "No, mm-hmm. I will not do a sequel." So um, Electra was kind of signed up where Jennifer Garner was signed up, signed up where she had to do a sequel. And so they made Electra. I watched the director's cut, which I think added two minutes to the movie. <laughs> the, 2000, the 2005 movie. Um, Rob, wow. Rob Bowman was directed it. Like, like a nude scene or something? Like, what was it? <laughs> like, like... No, there's no nude scene. I actually don't know. I, I actually probably, sh- I wouldn't, I wouldn't well, mind the, like running yeah. both of them together just to kind of see um what's the difference um <laughs> all the people who said please don't include our names in the movie actually got their names in the the director's cut <laughs> oh God. Oh God. it's just two extra minutes of credits <laughs> they uh, um and the so the movie is um directed by rob bowman written by zach pan stewart rick zickerman and m raven metz metzner um the music is by christoph beck and i want to say that is a famous person so i'm actually looking it up real fast on me on my phone christoph beck yes so he wrote the music for frozen he did the music for ant-man the muppets um sonic uh, movies free guy he's got some good some good stuff and the music is just forgettable in this movie and i'm glad because now i won't be tainted listening to his other stuff um whenever i listen to it (laughs) um so we've got christoph beck there so costumes, uh, you know, at least she's wearing kind of the right costume. So Eric, again, this is the time period of what she was wearing. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what we got. Okay. Yeah. Much better costume yeah. this time around. I mean, much better costume this time around. Mm-hmm. Still, I wish they would have had anyone else as Electra. The eyes are back. She's got the green eyes. Um don't like the green eyes. It is a little weird looking still in terms of the costume. Like it, it, it looks like a cheap costume still. It does. Like it for so like cheap. for a major movie effort. I mean, I know it was kind of buried. I think this was like a February. Yeah, they totally they like totally yeah. buried this movie. So I mean, I'm I'm sure they knew where it was at, and I, I'm sure they didn't fund it like they could have. But still, yeah. it is very just very boring and. Cheap yeah. looking. Like it looks like I'm sure there are way better uh uh um the Netflix version of it looks there. way better. Yeah, that too. But I'm sure there's just even cosplay of Jennifer Garner's version way Wait, better. Typhoid Mary <laughs> was a villain in this? <laughs> yeah, let me get to that real quick. Oh, oh my god. All right, all right, I'm I'm still so we've got man. we've got Gorin of Viz Vins I I'm sorry, Gorin. I'm gonna mispronounce your name. You're playing Mark Miller. And you are the one that Electra is trying to kill slash protect. Very weird story. You get brushed under the rug really quickly. Will Run Lee is playing Kiargi. Um, he is in um The Good Doctor. It's one of the guys from The Good Doctor is playing this character. Um, he works for the hand. Then you got Carrie 
Oh, I'm going to miss. I'm so sorry, man. I love you so much in Mortal Kombat. It's a guy who played Shang Tsung, um, but he's playing Roshi in this. Um, but very quick scene. Terrence Stamp is playing Stick. Um, so in the comics, Stick actually trains Daredevil. Um, I don't remember him training Elektra. Maybe he did, but he's a blind guy who you know, trained him. Um, but Terrence Stamp, so General Zod himself. Um, we have Natasha Sure, Chancellor Vorm. Um, <laughs> Natasha playing, her character's name is Typhoid. But she is basically playing Typhoid Mary. They just don't throw in the Mary. And they changed, they tweaked her powers just a tiny little bit. I like this costume better for Typhoid Mary instead of the original. I'm glad they didn't go with the original look. Um, There's another of Typhoid Mary. And now this is what you got as Typhoid Mary. Okay. Well, yeah. Gina Garano. It does look like Gina Garano. It's like the poor man's Gina Garano. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you. But they were really <laughs> trying to make that hair do all the work of comic booking. <laughs> yes, they were. They were. We've got a guy in Bob Sapp playing an original character named Stone. Um, he's a forgettable character. Um, and then you've got Chris Ackerman playing a new character called Tattoo. Um, there's His tattoos come to life. Um, so there he is with some of his tattoos come to life. Here he is just in a scene, you know, his tattoo, he's cool. And here he is with my favorite scene of the whole movie and my favorite, my least favorite scene of the whole movie when his wolf tattoo comes out of his chest. <laughs> and it's, uh, God. Is he auditioning for Twilight at that point? Uh, he, sorry about that. Um, he should be auditioning for Twilight. So the movie opens up. Oh, sorry. Before I mentioned the movie opening up, there's no stand in this. Um, costumes, at least she's wearing costume this time. Um, villains, the hand. This is the first female led Marvel movie. So I want to put that out there. This is the first one. I understand why it took us so long to get another one. So <laughs> well, um, they did not give her a fair shake. But, no, they I did mean, not. That is, that is clear. But yeah, that's yeah, true. We do said that already. Yeah. So the um, opening, it's General Zod giving us a story. Um, about a character um, who could be Electra or maybe not Electra. Um, the animation's kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. I do dig the opening sequence, the opening animation, but then they have to go in and they have to let me see the rest of the movie. And we get the story of how Electra is an urban legend who died years ago. Um, her costume in the first sequence, it's striking. Like they really made the red pop. I'll give them that. They made the red pop. Um, her reveal's kind of coolish. Uh, I don't hate her reveal. Um, she kills right off the bat. They let you know that she's a killer. Um, she still has the stupid ass contacts. And for some reason, she uh, like whispers everything. I don't understand. And then it does that like early 2000. Let's do a montage so you can see the weapons and, you know, her buttoning up her suit. It's very reminiscent of. Um, Batman and Robin, kind of, except for <laughs> twirling some sticks around. Mm -hmm. it, it's, oh, I just don't understand. Electra's like renting out this beach house while she's waiting for her job. And this girl like comes in and try to steal stuff. And the girl's like, what do you do? And she's like, I do lay job layoffs and worker reduction. And I'm like, oh, so that's what you say what you do when you're a killer. 
Like, <laughs> good job, playoffs. Wait, so that movie Up in the Air, that's what yeah, they were really doing? George Clooney? Yeah. I was thinking the same. <laughs> that movie's way better. Way better. Um, Then we get to... She gets the contract. She needs to kill Mark Miller and his daughter. So she goes to protect them because she had dinner with them, and she decided on one dinner that they're worth saving. So she goes to protect them from the hand, and then the Mark Miller is like, there's a tunnel underneath here. Get my daughter to safety. And then he sacrifices himself to the hand. So he's gone quickly. So then Electra's got to protect the daughter. And the rest of the movie is nothing but fight sequences and bad CG. And so we get all types of fights that are all over the place. Um, Tattoo starts using his powers. And his powers are kind of cool, but it looks odd and thing. Typhoid is wasted. Like, at the end of the movie... Electra, I mean, she kills everyone, and we're down to Electra's leftover with the little girl. And Electra's like, I'm sorry about your dad. I gotta go. And then leaves the girl like as an orphan. And I'm like, What? You're on your own, kid. Like, what is going Like, I didn't under. Oh, God, this movie's so odd. And it's just bad. I, I couldn't recommend this to you if I tried. Like, I don't <laughs> recommend you watch this movie. I don't recommend anyone watch this movie. I don't want to watch this movie ever again. I will. Anti-Nike. We the anti-Nike slogan instead of just do it, just don't. Yeah, just don't. I I, I don't want to shit over this movie. Hey, guys. Work guys, that's it. our first merch right there. Shirt that says just don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting that that's down like, for canon right now. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Like, God, I just. God, this movie so awful. Um. So where where do I where do I fit these two movies into into my list? So I think you won't be too surprised with where like Electra. So let's do Daredevil first. <laughs> so Daredevil, where the fuck is it in my list? God, um, I know I put it in here. Did I throw it in the wrong page, wrong place? I might have. Oh nope, there's Daredevil. Daredevil, I gave two and a half stars, and it is number nine on my list. Now keep in mind. We haven't watched MCU movies yet. We haven't hit X-Men or Spider-Man. It's number nine. It's not saying much. It's below Generation X and above the Captain America movie from the 90s. That's where <laughs> that is. Now, Electra, where did I put it on this list? Because I'm not seeing it on my list. Um, <laughs> oh, there forgot. it is. It was so bad. Electra, I rated one and a half star. It is number 27 on my list. It is below Doctor Strange. It wow. is below Marvel Rising Secret Warriors. It is directly above Bride of the Incredible Hulk. I did not like this movie. <laughs> there are worse things, yes. Mostly because at least this one has some fight sequences that can kind of be interesting. But, mm, God, I do not like this movie. I don't want to watch it again, and I know I will in like five years. And speaking of that, I got one of those Facebook messages, or no, like the memories yesterday. My uh -huh. memory from five years ago yesterday was me doing the Marvel marathon, and I had posted about the Doctor Strange movie. So it's been five years since I have done this marathon. Wow. Wow. So um, that is from the before Electra. times. From the before <laughs> times. From the before That's how time. I'm going to refer to everything pre-2020 from now on, before times. Yes. So I'm going to make an executive decision. Um, we're going to talk about one 
of the movies we've all watched, and then we will do our library and bathroom break. Okay. I will let you two pick which movie do you want to do first. I say we do Man Thing since that was the punishment. Okay. Concur. Okay. I concur. I so, am. It's also first in my notes because it's the one I watched first right. too. So let me give a tiny bit about Man Thing, and then we will start discussing. So can, Man Thing, can I do a you quick mean a rip off of Swamp Thing? Yeah, do a, do a callback. Do a callback. I want, I want to do a quick like two minute callback. This goes back to yeah. Ed Harris being in Wonder Man, right? So I've been racking my brain trying to figure out who could he be, right? As we try to figure this, and I came if up. You with say, some... If you say if you say Man Thing, no, I will no, no, drive. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I came up with some suggestions because I've been I've been. Going through Marvel, and I want your takes on on some okay. suggestions. Right, this will be a good so, break before a palate cleanser. A little if you palate will. cleanser, if you will. I'll I'll try to keep it brief, three minutes or less. Keep me honest. Okay, um, but I want I want to spark a, a little conversation with us too to see where you guys go and see if I am right. too off base here. Three minutes. Yep. All right, so I've got four options that I think I'm going to go in order of least likely to what I I kind of want to be the case okay. and what, where we may be going in the MCU. So the first option, it's Ed Harris, right? Could be death. I don't think we've seen death just as a character yet. Death in the Marvel Universe is a female. Typically. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll get rid of death. So moving on. Uh, so George Stacy, that was the other one. Kind of older, you know, could could allude All to right. some stuff. I could see it. Stacy, right? So, so that was one. Now we're getting to kind of the the other places. Uh, a, re- a redo of William Stryker. Uh, to to kind of welcome in some of the X Men there, so I that could see be, that right. See so that. that's that, mm-hmm. and then finally the one that I thought could be an interesting one. This is where I may be sparking some uh, some suggestions. Real quick, here. before you mention before you mention this last one, mm-hmm. um, there was a rumor I didn't mention because it's it's a high up rumor, and I didn't I don't know exactly if I trust it or not. There is a rumor that we will see two X Men characters in Captain America will be introduced. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, is he is he in New World Order? Or is he in Wonder Man? He's Wonder in Man. Wonder Man. Okay. Wonder Man. So then the other one that came up, um, and that I feel like just kind of looking at the image of the character that that I have in front of me at least, mm-hmm. Nathaniel Richards. What about that? Like the father of Reed Richards, who then I think goes missing. You could do that. That could be interesting. And I'm just thinking they're trying to to build out both of those kind of worlds. So the MCU and obviously the Fantastic Four both coming to come in mind. I'll right, allow so I it. He, he could be a cool Doom, but those are all things. So that was my little side note. He could be a cool Doom. Back, well, if he was a little younger, he would be an awesome Doom. Mm. He'd be a fantastic Doom. Okay. As we move into Man Thing, I want to I want to set the tone for us. I'm gonna. Well, I want I want to mention the little things about Man. Go thing ahead. First. Go ahead. Okay. So Man Thing. Um, I'll be brief. 2005. Um, it is available digitally. It was a Lionsgate movie. Oh, the other two were Fox. Um, so this is a Lionsgate movie. Um, it is based on a comic. It is the origin story. Brett Leonard um, directed it. Hans Rodenoff wrote it, and Roger Mason composed it. Um, we've got Jack Thompson as Schist. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Matthew Lenev as Kyle. Rachel Taylor as Terry, who will come back and Jessica Jones to play It's Patsy. Um, the costume Man Thing looks like Man Thing. Kevin Feige was very impressed with the Man Thing thing um, costume or the, the the creature design and the um, up, like the maquette that they used or the the creature thing they used. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Um, Kevin, we only know this because it was recently right before Werewolf by Night. Kevin let out that he helped work on that. Um, so that was there. 
um, the villain, um, Schist. Um, Stan Watch, did you catch Stanley's cameo? No. No. Stanley, when the, the one scene we, when we meet the sheriff and we go into his office on the board behind the sheriff is a thing of missing pick people. Oh. And there is a prominent photo of Stanley missing. So oh. he's uh, in the movie, uh. but it's not like a normal cameo. But Stan is there. So I just wanted to point it out. I'm not going to count it in my Stan watch counting, oh, but count. he is. He is at least there. I just wanted to point out. Okay, so um, while John sets the mood, Eric, I'm going to show you some photos of Man Thing, uh, what we what was there and what we got. So John, okay. go for it. Imagine we have a screen. There's narration. We are going to a, some sacred place. The narration feels like it's from Sleepy Hollow, but it's not. And if you weren't told, you would have think that you had stumbled into a theater to see Swamp Thing. Yes, but very much it's obviously a ripoff, which is what Man Thing is anyway. Um, yes, he is a little, a little bit of a ripoff. Never of it, know so. if they didn't tell you. And then we cut to scenes of teens playing a cover of Tainted Love and engaging in heavy petting, while one woman runs to run off into the woods with a guy, and they decide to get on a boat. And boy, are these guys all horny AF. Um, and yes, well, they they want to they want to start off badly and like. Hey, we're gonna make sure you want to watch this movie. So yeah, because we get a full frontal titty shot. Just he's like taking some guy's virginity, and it's like a porn horror, and then blood. I yeah. did think it was weird that the teen had implants, but go it's on. It's like a porn horror. I, it starts okay, off so. like a porn mm-hmm. horror. <laughs> so yeah, yes. it's, like, it's a trauma movie at a certain point too. Oh yeah, because <laughs> we were missing that girl. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it definitely and. God, oh man! They they and then, of course we have a new sheriff kid. in town, and so He's this gonna... was a this was a sci-fi channel movie, by the way, that they then took and then they like gave us the full version of it. Um, I'm amazed we that we watched. could get away with those titties at the beginning. Yes, um, so I'm wanna, I, I want to. I want to circle not, back. That's rated X, basically. That was pretty darn close. Nah, I want to nah. circle it's back. Definitely, back to Wilder. definitely rated R. <laughs> I want to circle back to um, losing the virginity and the man thing of it all. Um, (laughs) So, Eric, there was a thing called the comics code back in the day where you had to self-censor and you couldn't have anything explicit or blah, 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 blah. Basically, it was a way to conservative values on comics. Yeah, sure. Um, And so one of the things that Marvel kind of did was they created this character, man thing, and they gave him his own special, a giant size man thing. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Kind of a wink, wink, nod, nod to the comics um, code. Like, a, don't you own that you. comic? I do have a giant size. You man actually sought that one out. <laughs> I did seek that out, and I it is one of my prized possessions. Um, I also have Man Thing number one. Um, I do uh-huh. like the character. Um, so they do have that. He is connected to Howard the Duck. So Howard the Duck's first appearance is in the Man Thing issue. Because man, so what the only thing this movie man got thing right issue number what? Oh, I don't remember the issue off the top of my head. Mm. I own the issue, but I don't remember the number off the top of my head. I have too many numbers to keep track of, Eric. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. that level of a nitty gritty nerd. Um maybe you need to be. I probably should be. Um so Hatley the would be one so thing disappointed in you. If you'd like I to bet see you Hatley doesn't even Casey know that. more of a nerd, right into not funny guys at, at, off the reels. Hatley, <laughs> so if you're it, listening, right in, tell us. <laughs> So not if you guys, want, not off the reels at gmail.com. 
if you yeah. want me to do a nerd call out, Kiss, the band Kiss, their first yeah. comic book appearance is in Howard the Duck number 13. And I I have I had two issues, two copies of that. One I gave to Hatley. Nice. Um, so I gave him because he is a huge Kiss fan. And yes, I, he is. I found the first and a Britney Spears fan. Yes, I also have the Kiss blood issue, but that's for another story. So anyway, man thing. So the one thing this movie got right, the only true comic book element it got right, because his his look isn't a hundred. I mean, Eric, you can see that's what he looked like in the comics. Here he is again. This is what we got. It's cool, but it does not look exactly like the other one. No, but we they saw did pretty good. I mean, it wasn't I'm terrible. No, no, they do yeah, good. I, I do enjoy okay, it. I'll, I'll agree with Feige. It's the best part of the movie is yes. this design. The eyes, um, though. The, what we get in Werewolf by Night is more comic book accurate yes. with him. Yes. What I was going to say is the one thing that they actually got right, he is the guardian of the nexus of realities, which is a swamp. And so that is how Howard the Duck enters the Marvel, like enters our world, is through the nexus. And they the drop that in at the end, near the end, so lazily. Yeah, but it at least felt like it, it broke. It felt like it broke the mold of what the rest of the whole film was when they yes. did that. But at least it mentioned it, which Marvel hasn't. No, mentioned I give it them that. The but it's like so, they didn't lead us there at all. No. That's why. It's so, but I mean, that's the whole movie in a nutshell. They do yeah. all these forced tropes, like the the relationship between the sheriff and the blonde teacher mm-hmm. goes from like. A two to a twelve, like <laughs> rapidly, like all of a sudden, like you're gonna make. Wait, you guys are just standing like, by a yeah. by a truck, and you're gonna make out. Oh, look, a Humvee interrupts you guys. Okay, thank goodness. Like, I thought you guys like were just gonna strike the like the pants. virgin in a canoe to circle back yes. to. Go, I thought they were like, drop pants and just like get together on the ground right there. I really thought we were about to, and like, oh, thank goodness. So uh, the virgin in the canoe, when that scene's like, again, Rachel was in the room. She was working while I was watching. So she's kind of watching it with me. And mm. I start to, she goes, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, we're watching Man Thing. It's the next movie. And she's like, oh, okay. Um, and I'm this sitting, guy's Man Thing. And, and I'm sitting there like opening up my cider because I know what's coming. Like, I know how bad this movie is. Um, I should have been so drinking, drinking, but my, I was at work when I'm, I watched it. Yeah. I'm, I'm drinking my plum cider and. The the sex scene starts and Rachel like looks up. She's like, "Oh, okay," and then <laughs> then, oh, the, and then but then the kill with the blood all over the tits and the mm. face, and then she's like, "What are we watching?" I'm like, I swear it's a Marvel movie. I swear. This to is God. what makes sense why you showed us that Lake Placid nonsense earlier. Now, yes, it does. That actually was what kind of tied it all together. Um, so yes, so we get that that sex in the canoe, the lowest. <laughs> the lowest riding canoe ever i don't yeah. know how the canoe was like a float it's one of those swamp it's one of those swamp boats not really like, a canoe fairness, i don't know what it was trying to be he kept trying to push it down you know he was like really he trying was, to like he was use tried his belly hard. and his pelvis to push that boat down it just i, I couldn't tell if it was Maybe supposed to be like a flat boat swamp boat or a <laughs> canoe or what it was trying to be i don't know Maybe, maybe that's what the, maybe to... hey guys maybe that was a metaphor for that virgin he didn't know what he wanted to be yet maybe. he knew he was very boat, much a canoe. virgin until he wasn't because he was <laughs> a total nerd about it yeah <laughs> i love at the beginning when she's like kissing and she's like i gotta go <laughs> and then runs off he's like wait a minute there's a lot of and running then, off oh, into the swamp at this in this film too <laughs> that, did you guys notice that the, is... how 
the green part was the where swamp I said was that those accents their accents are what got them killed it wasn't the set <laughs> yes. oh yeah the swamp's oh, not we're that gonna talk about either. accents in a minute mm-hmm. by the way about some accents in a you know what there's a lot of casual racism in here which i guess is what people think of as the south when you're yeah. in louisiana it's mm-hmm. like yeah there's gonna be a lot of bigots and racists and bad accents well then you get some you get some chestnuts like, um, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I looked at my notes. I should have looked at it. I also want to say have... we've already gone past it, but you know, her boobs, right? When, when she yes. like, takes off her shirt. I love the guy's reaction is like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a real. <laughs> I'm like, a real yeah, boy. <laughs> I, I want to I read out my I want to read out my first four yeah. notes on this movie. I wrote tease. <laughs> Those accents. <laughs> Titties. Sex on a really low canoe. <laughs> you should write a poem, Casey. You turn your notes into a poem. That's my first four notes about this. You movie. know what? You know what? That right. could, you know what? Let's go check the syllables. I think you could do a haiku. My my first four are pretty close to the same. The voiceover is giving away the twist. <laughs> Teen sex, a horror must have. <laughs> my God, those accents. <laughs> say that his reaction. Oh shit! <laughs> hey, I really like the hooligans who were like living out in the swamp, making all their own stuff. Especially that one that goes off to go poop. <laughs> Speaking of that, before we get to the poop of it all. <laughs> that was the oh my god what a, oh jesus so many poop they threw in so many poop jokes and so i had to give them a little credit <laughs> i love when you first meet that one why do they call it by water because it's by the water oh god <laughs> so, and and then what's your name t i'm like oh my god it's just it's fucking say tibido like why did you have to break it out as tibid do <laughs> sorry I had, so I, I had to I, call that out because it, it was one of those things of this movie my next note was a question yeah you might be you might have the answer here casey but <laughs> i i watched this before i watched howard the duck which howard the duck obviously came yeah. first for those keeping track um but my question was is this the most sexually explicit marvel movie like in general um I mean, it's pretty mo- graphic up front at least movie yes jessica jones would oh, yeah, beg that, to differ that gets pretty but pretty willing movie yes. but then again there are some moments in howard the duck that i feel like could, could oh, challenge it in terms of, so i that's why i caveated to say i i watched this first yes um, okay did why is the blonde teacher run at night in this place i feel like that was just like stupid upon stupid yes <laughs> Like we're like we're like begging for a stereotype of something to go down, like you know. Why is there a neon green light everywhere in the swamp? Like it is the greenest swamp I've ever seen. How you know it's a swamp and not a muddy place? (laughs) Place. Yeah. What what lighting did you want in the swamp? (laughs) I don't know, but I didn't need it to be that green. It was like this movie is brought to you by the color green. Biology, uh, biology, <laughs> and, and not the algae that the Tibidos give us. Um, which I love when he goes, Well, your coffee's so thick, it gives me the oily shits. <laughs> his stomach's percolating, God. Oh, and then he gets out of his canoe, and the water is like not even to his knees. 
I'm like, where are you in the yeah, canoe? Yeah, there's some weird depths. There really are. So he goes to take his his shit, and which I don't remember him pulling his pants down or up. So maybe I just blocked that seat out. And then he falls in it, and then he goes, I don't, I just. Mm. I think I remember him pulling them down. I mean, not like they showed that. Right. I know they wouldn't but show like, it, but I don't but remember I feel them like starting. That was one of the jokes was that he took the shit, then he fell in his own shit. And then they had to like comment, man, you smell like shit. And then like, it's not shit. It's mud. It smells like your shit. Okay. Look, I got to say one thing real quickly. Okay. The guy who's the, like the conspiracy hunter is the most useless side bit of story stuff in this whole thing. Probably. Yes. Right. Like, what are you and here he's for? Really a fucking creep about. Wait, it actually, him and that Native American guy Pete, I feel mm-hmm. like we're completely useless. Yes. Except when Pete gets himself killed. No, you, Pete has a Pete has a point. Yeah, but Pete's, if you cut, yeah, I get it. I get useless. it. He's but well, he's no, also there to be a trope. No, his point for the movie is exposition. Fair enough. That's it. That is all he is good for in this movie. Is exposition that be a trope? Yeah. If you cut so, out everything unnecessary from this movie, you only get the sex at the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Let's be honest. So what what did we think of um what do we think of the kills? I actually kind of thought the kills were were living up to their their monster movie worthiness for a little mm-hmm. while. Like I said, it was, there were some times that were a little trauma-y. Mm-hmm. I think the reaction to the the kills were pretty bad. Yeah, that was the that was the issue was that people would just fucking get smashed by branches and people were like, "Oh my god, crazy! Yeah. Look at all these holes in this body." He's got he's got <laughs> a oh, gators, right? You're covering up with the gators, yeah. <laughs> you know? Fucking gators, constant yeah. with the damn gators. Um, okay, what about his reveal when we finally see him? What oh, do we think? How long into the movie was that? I mean, I I actually timed it. So I oh, I you timed him. it. I know, so actually, I know okay. the minute and second, and how many okay. minutes were left in the movie and what okay. how many minutes so in we went. The movie's an hour and 36 minutes. I'm going to say his reveal, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to say his reveal is 53 minutes into the movie. John? 47. 73 minutes into the God movie. An hour and 13 shit. minutes. There were only 23 minutes left at the moment. That we saw full man thing glory. <laughs> when like, we saw, they went some through the thing. whole fucking movie. Like they alluded to him. We saw some stuff. It was all creepy. But the time, like the light was like, here he is, the full costume. That might One not hour be in thirteen minutes. So I don't saw, think that. I think that the... may have been intentional for two reasons. One, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a horror movie, you kind of wanted the less you can see the evil you're being hunted yeah. by builds tension, and then probably a FX budget. That's my thought was the latter. That, that's my especially. thought too. I thought and, it was like a mutual collaboration of like, okay, we got we don't have that great of a budget here. Um, well, it's a horror movie. We can save it. Yeah. And you also at that point had to acknowledge, oh, we don't have anything built around the actual comic of Man Thing at that point. Yeah. Right? There's no Man sure. Thing character to explore, right? We've we've already wasted the movie at that point to, to mm-hmm. get to anything like that. So might as well just hide him and, and just make him a horror villain. Yeah. Now, when he does, remember how he like touch people and they were like, do the weird violent shaky shake with the the bad flashy flashies oh, yeah. and the Bernie Bernie. I that remember the is... the red the red yeah. tunnel vision you know things mm-hmm. all the time. I hated that. That that is part of his power. Is if he touches mm-hmm. you, he can like do that. Um, 
Yeah, he we got to 73 minutes before we saw the full man thing like dangling there with all oh, his yeah. tendrils everywhere. Like I said, we saw we saw illusions, plenty of illusions, but an hour okay. and 13 minutes. My last that's like my Batman, Batman cuz remember cuz well that's like <laughs> Batman cuz remember Batman's only Michael Keaton's Batman yeah. is only in the movie for like 12 minutes. That was the Joker. He's only got like 12 too. minutes screen time. That was the first Joker movie. That was the first Joker movie. It was. Okay. Okay, what were we going to say, John? My last note about this film. Every uh-huh. character is a stock character who's two-dimensional and I don't give a rats about any of them. That's fair. Yep. Yeah, I feel like that's how that's how they were written. That, that is a, that is a comment on the writing of that script that everybody is a stock stereotype character who I give no care about whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had to find any empathy at all, it's the coroner. It's yeah. the guy who's literally not even really there. He might be the one I find any empathy with. It might be him. Everybody yeah. else is literally just a draw by numbers character that you put into a story and it's like oh that works i think i think it's hilarious too like it was like 50 minutes in when all of a sudden like the sheriff just like finally gets overcome or 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 something like that has to run out of the building and and like the the teacher who's been like falling the whole time is like what's going on you okay he's like they kiss i'm like they're trying to squeeze a love story into this that was the worst (laughs) that was so bad it was so bad that was the worst part Eric, that was the part where I was like, they were outside, and I'm like, they're kiss, they're going for the kiss thing. I'm yeah. like, are they gonna drop trowel and just have it out right here? Like, I thought yes. they were gonna have sex. They, was, they were going to. Yes, I, I was like, two, oh uh, my gosh, you guys barely too. know each other. Yeah. Well, so who is this main actor? Because he was absolutely, he had no emotion. Like he was just got off. He had no emotion. You are well, correct. at least and the girl he, had him a up on IMDb. He doesn't. He doesn't really have much of. Um, I'm pulling him up now. Um, yeah, he is in Man Thing. He's in Absentia. Um, you know when it appears on what he's known for, that's a bad thing. Yeah, um, he's not really in anything. Um, Who's this, Matthew? That yeah, right? Matthew. So, yeah. Eric, final thoughts. Final thoughts on the movie. We know John's final thoughts. What yeah, are your final thoughts? Oh man, so I, I've got questions, <laughs> obviously, but one of my main questions that came up was, well, first of all, this was a big. There were a lot of shots in this that prove why cinematographers are important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the other thing was how invested, and this is actually maybe a conversation starter. I don't know how invested was Marvel in this because it not felt very hands off from like the early moments. Like they were just like, "All right, this is going to be something. Whatever you can use our license." Keep in mind, this is Ike Perlmutter's days. Ooh. This is still back in the is day this... when they're selling their stuff to other people and letting them do whatever they want. Yep. Yeah. Um, right. my my final thoughts are don't watch this movie but if you do please drink heavily <laughs> yes. and partake in anything that you need to to survive an hour and a half of awful cinematic glory there was definitely a good 20 minutes if you are an alcohol company or a medical <laughs> medicinal herb company and you would like to sponsor us we are totally open we will give some great examples of when <laughs> your products will be beneficial to our listeners yes um I like far from the tree <laughs> that provi- that that i so graciously bought that plum cider from 
to make it through this movie. <laughs> That's saying a lot when I'm like, this is what I had to do to get this. He doesn't movie. drink, guys. Let's just put this on the yeah. record. Casey does not drink, really. No. Yeah. He's not a drinker. And so, so if he has to drink, you know <laughs> something is really bad. Yeah. So what did you rate it? Also, did you guys update your letterbox? You should have, because I told you to. All right. What did you rate it? I'm giving it a 0.5. John? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to give it a 1. It's still better than Doctor Strange, which is really messed up. <laughs> okay. So I was about to say that real quick. Before I say mine, so John, where, you, you, where do you have it on yours? Yours is Doctor Strange is still your lowest. No, she's still the worst. Better. Eric, what about you? I think Man Thing's now the worst. Okay, it is. I gave it a half a star, and it is number thirty-seven on my list. I thought long and hard: is this worse than that Invincible Iron Man cartoon that I hated? And yes, it is. It is worse. (laughs) Those titties could not save this movie. That's that why it got a one half star for me. That was the half star. Yeah. No, that's how it got to a one. Right. Like, that's wow, I'm like, they did a lot of work for you. That's why I was like, this movie, this is going to by far, this is the worst. In my John's wrong. John is clearly wrong. Eric and I agree. <laughs> this is the worst movie we will be watching. Yeah. I don't know how Dr. Str- I don't know, understand for you how this is better than Dr. Strange. At least Doctor Strange is kind of coherent. Man, the, the man Strange thing creature, the special effects. <laughs> that's pretty Dr. much Strange what it is. Oh, and God, the fact that, so you know, cute. Doctor Strange, they're obviously confusing Stephen Strange with Tony Stark. There are a lot of issues. But I I I don't I don't disagree with where you rated either, so that's fair. It is, do well, I'm, I'm glad that it is fair. Do not watch. Do not watch this. Do not watch this. <laughs> unless you just. But to the same thing for Doctor Strange. Don't watch that either. Don't watch this either. Watch, watch them Strange. both. If watch them both. If you want to appreciate what you have more. If yes. you want. If you're like, God, I hated. I don't know Eternals. Go watch this, and then <laughs> come back to me and tell me that you hate Eternals. Yeah, this or is point. this is teaching just me why don't. I should be be happy with what I'm getting now. <laughs> yeah, be happy with what you're getting. There's no worth, no point in complaining at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, no worth. Complaining. Stay tuned. <laughs> we, we probably will. So, speaking of issues that John just brought up, Eric, can you please tell us briefly about a library? Oh. What an issue. So this one's an allusion to our next film that we'll be talking about, uh, though it's not a spoiler to say that it takes place in Cleveland, Ohio. So, of course, we're heading to Cleveland ourselves to look at the Cleveland Public Library, uh, which first opened as the public school library for the Cleveland Board of Education in 1869. Um, It didn't have a, 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 a permanent building for the first 56 years. Uh, but in 1925, the main library opened uh, and was designed by the Cleveland architecture firm Walker and Weeks. Um, it is, this is actually kind of interesting. The Cleveland Public Library was the first large public library to allow people to select their own books directly from its bookshelves. So that's a kind of little neat fact. I'm I, sorry. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I normally don't interrupt you, but I have really, you couldn't get your own books before? John, true, false. Sorry, I zoned out there. What? 
You wow. wow, thanks, John. I, I love you too. <laughs> that is shocking to I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, that is no, shocking. Cool. I thought it was pretty neat too. That's what why the I put it What did you do in a library before? I think you had to go up to someone and say, I want a book on blank. And they would just bring it to you and then like handcuff you to a table so you couldn't borrow it. Now I'm maybe they changed the books probably, to the shelves. This is this is probably speaking in like the US because I, I just kind of make that assumption because I'd, I'd like to think that for the history of libraries as we know them, like I think the Library of Alexandria had access for the, the masses, right? But That's what I thought. But but that said, the first large public library, maybe system, again, I'm assuming America because uh, history just seems too big for, for this to be the case across the board. Uh, yeah, to... to People can select their books directly from its bookshelves. Well, all right. I'm I'm very sorry to have interrupted you. Please no, continue. No, no, So this is um this is one of our first times. I I think I said uh, last week uh, that Maryland was one of our first outside of the north. Though Maryland kind of falls on those borders to be closed Sunday. Cleveland, Ohio, I'm going to say is not uh, the south. Uh, so that is truly the first northern state that I found, uh, without any confusion, to be closed on Sundays. So no no Sunday visits for you folks. Um, however, if you happen to be at the library and you think, man, I, I love reading, but I could listen to some music and, and go to a good concert, you're only a block away from the Cleveland House of Blues. Um, and so, yeah, that's uh, some good information about the Cleveland Public Library. Of course, you're right there on the lake as well. Uh Go out and check it out if you're in there. There's lots of branches, lots of branches, too, uh, around the city. Awesome. Well, thank you, Eric, for mm -hmm. giving us a little bit of some Cleveland fun. And Cleveland. with that Cleveland fun, I think Eric is going to have to go have a little Cleveland fun in the bathroom. So we're going to take a quick bathroom break. Cleveland rocks. Right under the bus. What am I, a southerner and man thing? <laughs> <laughs> And that's why you don't get in bed. Oh, hey. Hi, everybody. We're <laughs> back. Um, we were gone to the bathroom for a moment, and I've been watching Cody Rhodes fight Roman Reigns, and I'm really hoping that Cody Rhodes wins. So if you hear me screaming in a minute, oh, motherfucker. God damn it. Well, Cody lost. Sorry. Um, Cody lost. I'm pissed now. Okay. We can talk about but Howard. It wasn't a DQ. It wasn't a DQ. It wasn't a DQ. That makes me at least happy, but I wanted Cody to win. Okay. Howard the Duck, 1986 seminal classic. Oh God. Universal. This also has some Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm did this. Um, and They don't want you to know that, though. They do not want <laughs> you to know it. This was written and directed by Willard... Oh, oh, yeah. A duck. Yeah. Um, John, John Barry did the music. And John Barry has done a bunch of famous music. So much so, some of the stuff that you might recognize from Mr. John Barry would be the Dances with Wolves soundtrack. Um, you would, from some James Bond music, um, Last Night in Soho, uh, um, nice. Katie Keene, like a bunch of stuff. So you, he did Grand Tour. He did the music for Grand Tour. Nice. So he's, this is a good, we have a good composer at the very least. You know, this my movie. first note was about the music, actually, and I, I liked it. The my opening yeah, the note was up. that the noir music opening, I really enjoyed it. And then I said, and then I took a trip to the Uncanny Valley and I stopped liking yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So some of our cast, we got uh, Leah Thompson as Beverly, mm. um, Jeffrey Jones, the problematic Jeffrey Jones as Dr. Jenning, Tim Robbins, who I always forget is on this movie, as Phil <laughs> Blumbert. As the larger-than-life Tim Robbins. <laughs> yes. Um, Paul Guilfoyle, uh, Guilfoyle as Lieutenant Walker. And I don't have the voice of Howard because I couldn't. IMDb's got like five different people yeah, listed as Howard, and that. none of them say who the voice is. But I did learn. No, when it's Keel. It's Keel. Um, oh, did Keel do I, it? I couldn't yeah. find the evidence that Keel actually did it. No, he was the voice. He was the voice. So I will say some interesting little tidbits that I discovered about this. Um, they asked several people to do the voice of this. Robin Williams was actually. The voice of it for a small bit. Um, wow. It was Martin Short was almost the voice, but it was Robin Williams. Um, from what I was reading, he made it about a week into filming. And because of the way they had to do the movie, the there was an actor on set reading the lines while they were doing the puppeteering. And Robin found it too difficult to match up the mm -hmm. voice to the, the puppet. And he couldn't improv. And so because of that, he had to step away. And then they got to the voice that we have. So we Sorry. almost had Robin it's not Keel or he or whatever I said. I don't know where I pulled that name out of. Uh, Chip Zine. Chip Zine. Okay. Chip Zine. That's who I was thinking Broadway was actor, the Chip voice. Zine. Okay. That's who I was thinking was the voice, but I couldn't yeah. find the confirmation. I, so I'm IMDb, glad that you found it. IMDb converts it. Oh, okay, by the perfect. way, Leah Tom, um, this happened to take place between Back to the Future 1 and 2. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I did see she did Space Camp apparently as well. I don't know if anybody ever saw that movie. I, I that has not. come up like several times in my life recently. I have not really? seen it, but I need to see it apparently because multiple people have now mentioned that. Wow, it's hilarious! Movies. I remember that movie too. It's fun. I've never even heard that movie. I don't really. Know. I was in that. I was watching that movie. Guess why? Because of Leah Thompson. Oh you? well, there you go. Um, she still owns the guitar. I was reading, and she plays the guitar every now and then. Um. Hmm. From this movie, um, some I other recently little... saw her directing episodes of Picard, Star yeah, Trek Picard, she, yeah, and was in one episode. So speaking, she really wants to do Howard the Duck too. She is pushing really? hardcore to do another Howard the Duck. She movie. wants to fuck that duck. She wants, yes, to she does. Fuck that duck. <laughs> speaking of that duck, he looks like Howard. So Eric, this is what Howard oh, yeah. looks like in the comic books. Mm -hmm. Um, he looks. I mean, there he is again. The opening, the opening section of that though, that kind of noir that we were talking about, uh -huh. gave me a little bit of Duckman vibes. Do you guys remember Duckman? A little, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally yeah. can see that. Yeah, all right, that um, was a good, that was a so, fun cartoon. Jason yeah, Alexander yeah. was the voice. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. So we have no stand in this, and our villain is the Dark Overlord. And now let's get into the Duckman, Uncanny Valley, and Breeders. And Lost it was just right out of the dark. gate was sucked. To Earth, did yeah? Did, did I hear correctly that this was Marvel's first full-length film? <laughs> yeah, it is. Playboy in a brown first. bag. It was one of Marvel's first. Oh, it was that Playboy play duck. Play duck. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> play duck. I'm I'm imposing my humanism on this. I know the titties in the bathtub. <laughs> oh my goodness, titties. They're so right. This movie's yes. PG. PG. I said that to like Rachel. Okay, times you know there's a lot of things in the day that used to make it into PG Still, that would never make it today. I could have been having my child watch this movie and then I've been like, oh god, don't look at the duct tape. You know, airplane. Like the first by the way, two minutes like Eric, their explicit Casey. ratings right out the door. Demonetized. Okay, guys, yeah. guys, you guys, you guys have you guys both know airplane, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, you know there's a woman in one scene where there's an action on the plane, jumping in front, shaking her titties. PG movie. Yeah. Really? Airplanes yes. PG? Yes. That, I know. That's crazier than this. That's crazier than this. All right. Well, All then right. if Airplane's PG, then of course this is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Agreed. So we got we got some duck tits. Um, we, we, this lets us know this is not this is not your mama's Marvel movie. Um, we've got Breeders Lost Stork. Um, did anyone else get weird? Like, okay, did their world come up with the same ideas as our world, or did our world come up with the same ideas as their world? I think you're thinking too hard about this right now. Okay, <laughs> that's part of my uncanny valley problem was the the weird parallels that were like. That was part of that added to the whole uncanny valley element of like, this feels off. Like, yeah, I know it's designed to make me feel like I'm familiar with it, but at the same time, it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. Um, But I will say Howard looked great for a 1986 movie. No, I had no problem with the effects. Strangely enough, it mostly for 1986 material. This was actually solid. Yeah. And and I watched it in 4K. It looks amazing in 4K. The only thing I noticed was you could when you looked at How- Howard's palms, you could mm-hmm. see the glove. Mm-hmm. The top of his hands, you couldn't see the glove, but you could see it on the palms. And so that was the the first like weird little thing. And then it's like there's I was like, play duck. Wait, there's duck tits? This isn't a kid's movie. And then he gets <laughs> through the wall into the scene where the duck woman is fingering herself in the tub. Mm-hmm. While oh, and I'm like I'm like, is, is she this, didn't is, care. Mm-mm. He no, went by. No. She just went right back. Yeah, and my note literally said this. This three lines of my my notes. Play duck. Wait, duck tits. This isn't a kids movie. That duck is fingering yourself in the tub. This movie's PG. <laughs> like those. Those are the three lines in a row. <laughs> this. Um, yeah, wow, this is such a strange... I think that was the first three notes of everyone and every parent who saw it. Yeah. I looked I looked over to Rachel, like, way later than this, actually, though. This was probably the moment and said, how many parents do you think walked out with their kids pretty quickly? Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thinking, like, oh, this PG cute. Oh, it's like dinosaurs. Or, I don't even know if dinosaurs... Dinosaurs didn't I, exist yet. Yeah, but, nope. you know, still, like, you know, I mean... It, it looks like a kid's movie until you know better. Yeah. <laughs> but then I think it's that's a, what but, hurt it, actually, a lot of it. It too. kind of thinks yeah. it's a kid's movie at times, too. It like does, sometimes it, it gets, it confuses itself. Well, once he gets to Earth, it mm-hmm. is a kid's movie again until the scene mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it a little bit later. And then it goes away from a kid's movie. And then all of a sudden, the ki- it's a kid's movie again. That's right. part of what I think hurt this film is that besides the marketing that we talked about off pod, was the idea that this film doesn't quite know what it wants to be. I yeah. think that really hurt it. And I'm going to just say something. When he lands in Cleveland, mm-hmm. it cracked me up that it's Cleveland, but I feel like he must have landed in Cleveland as in Biff's timeline from Back to the Future 2. Yes. Because, boy, was that place a full of one-liners oh. and was a total shithole. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... I, I I remember like you get in there like and Cleveland's deceptive because we start hearing her singing and you're like, oh okay this is interesting and then we we pan out to the side and we see this is an awful place the people are horrible to this poor immigrant duck he's just mind he was plucked and brought over here not by his own volition just brought over here and they're treating this immigrant horribly and you meet these stupid like gang members who was like. 
you a lot of music video been, vibes. It had like yeah, a weird a music video vibes going on and, at some points. And and I love the gang members. You've been doing too much toot. And I'm like, what the fuck is toot? I'm like, I want to know what toot is. <laughs> All the kids are doing toot. You didn't know that? Like I used to think that Riverdale had the worst drug name because the drug name in Riverdale is Jingle Jangle. <laughs> and I've now understand that Jingle Jingle is an amazing drug. I would do Jingle Jingle. I'm not doing the toot. I'm I sorry. I, I think I may have done toot in the past. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold on. I, I want. I feel okay, like go, back, go back. Go back. Go no, back. I just feel like we've let, let the listeners out a little bit. Because we we mentioned some of our off-screen conversation about the marketing, and I think that's actually a neat little film fact that maybe we should bring up here uh, real quick sure. before we move too much further on. Bring the audience with us, if you will, about the marketing of this film and the marketing of the duck, or maybe the not-so-marketing of the duck. Yeah, so in, and when they're marketing the movie, they tried to not show Howard as much as possible. So the posters and stuff... Um, the the biggest, po- the most famous poster, which I didn't capture for you guys, but it was an egg. It was like an egg. Of the- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Then there's there's the one that I'm showing you guys now, which is Howard sitting in a chair, but he's holding a magazine, rolling egg. Uh-huh. Um, whatever. It's all hiding him. The trailers don't really never, show Howard never. too much. Just a little bit of like a back of a head or the feet. Something they don't really show him. So they kept it hidden as much as they could. I don't understand know why. But they did. Yeah, it was a pretty decent costume, like we said for the, yeah. for the time. So, yeah, maybe maybe they just wanted to keep it. You know, if they had had a better idea of what they were trying to do with this film, I think it could have been successful. But because, like, look what we just said, it's like mm-hmm. got decent people, it's got a decent cast, it's got decent effects, but mm-hmm. it's trying to figure out what is, is it a kids movie, is it an adult movie, is it a music video. Like, yeah, is right. it something for MTV? You yeah. know? And the music's not bad. And they got a lot no. of the comic stuff right. Because, like, in the right after the tooth thing, Howard mentions he knows Quack Foo. That is a thing, a literal thing from the book. He's a black belt in Quack Foo. <laughs> like, that's, that is a thing. Um, so it's, it is, it's, they tried so hard. And there's, there are things that you can like about it. And there's just a lot that's just off. But we we get to the, they've they've had their little bit of fight. We've met Leah Thompson, which is a good intro. She's singing. She's really singing. That is her voice singing. Um, she's playing the guitar in that scene. Um, it's a really good like introduction of her. And we get the fight. Howard saves her. She takes Howard home and wants to treat him like a pet and show him his this her stuffed ducks, which traumatize him. We learn that Howard has PTSD um, when he sits in a chair. Apparently it's just too traumatic for him. Um, he drinks beer. I mean, he's a normal guy, just like you and me, Eric. He is just, a normal guy. Just trying to, you know, comes to her with tears in her eyes. Yeah. I mean, you he <laughs> drinks just like you, and he has PTSD from sitting in a chair like me. Hey, I mean, like, there you go. And then just like John, you open up his wallet, and there's duck condoms everywhere. Yeah, it's God. just duck condoms. <laughs> Um. So yeah. So so we get to this point. So we we're still good. And then it starts to get to where we start to meet the side characters, and this is where the movie starts to. I don't want to say fall apart, but it starts to unravel a tiny little bit because some of the side characters do not seem very fleshed out to me. Maybe they are to you guys. This is the moment where the movie decides to cram everything in. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it, <laughs> and it truly starts to become like a kid's movie at this point, too. Yeah. Because we like she's dragging him around in a bag. Oh my and god. All the, yeah. And the people are just like, yeah. oh, what's this woman doing dragging was, around a small child? I was like, how unempathetic is this lady? <laughs> <laughs> well, not just that, but everyone in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but the later guy, on, can we talk about the fact that there's a Cajun sushi place? There's a Cajun oh, sushi place. That. Where a lot of the story takes place. <laughs> yes. Well, oh, so, but right, like, right after we, when he gets pissed off with her uh, meeting Tim Robbins, I love that he goes to unemployment and I wrote like, wait, right? He thinks he looks like a duck so that he can live off the state because that's her whole problem. And then <laughs> this is the height of Reagan era, man. They had to please the masses. <laughs> but but then he, she gets him a job, unemployment office, got him a job at a sex hot tub place, a, a hot a, tub sex a, club. At a at a brothel. <laughs> At a brothel, and then I'm gonna sh I'm gonna share my notes because I want to prove that nudity, this is real. Right? Yeah, I want to prove what I wrote. Okay, this is what I wrote right here. Right, right. Look, you can see. Wait, she thinks he looks like a duck to live off the state. Wait, the unemployment office can get you a job at a hot tub <laughs> sex club. What the fuck? <laughs> People fucking the mud tub. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Like I just—I was so confused by this movie. What is this movie? By the way, did you, did you guys catch when you know? Speaking of like weird things popping up, did anybody catch when he's in the club and he he goes back and he starts uh negotiating with Ginger to get to take over as managing for the girls? One of the Ginger's associates, my wife was watching at this point with me, and she's like, "That guy looks really familiar. He has the squeaky voice." And I was like, oh, he's one of the car attendants in Ferris Bueller who yeah, makes off with the Ferrari. Yeah, he's and right she was like, the same yes! time. She was like, she was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's him. Mm -hmm. It looks yeah. like he just came right off the set. He just changed outfits. Actually, that's I think it's the same happened. year. Yeah, he gets, he gets actually, done that, I don't, No, it is the same year that. because what's his name? Dr. Jennings is the principal. Yeah. yeah. It is the same mm -hmm. year. It's actually the same year. Yeah. And so we after that little bit we get the can i find love in the animal kingdom and then mm. i have the question like this pg kids movie has bestiality <laughs> she was gonna fuck that duck he was i mean she was ready if if dr jennings hadn't broke into her house which is creepy tim robbins with was, her him you know yeah she was she was about to get some duck love with the corkscrew she was about to take off a shirt? Do you call it a shirt? I don't feel like it counts as a shirt. Or nighty. Like, it's a nighty. Like, it's, a little, it's like a little nighty she lingerie. Is wearing, she is wearing thin, like, fungish underwear. Oh. <laughs> and, like, a, the thinnest of silk nighties that is, like, a midriff at that. Mm -hmm. And, like, sh like, she... Like, Jesus Christ, this is PG? <laughs> this image sums up this scene. Like, every parent in the theater when they're watching this was like, What? Like, what are we watching? <laughs> and this brings me to the uh, pictures I dropped in the chat, folks. Yeah. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I've already seen him once. I'm not going back. I get it. She uh She was gonna she was going for the corkscrew. So the duck <laughs> I think I think she was thinking of Duck 
penis is a is a normal penis. It is not, folks. It is a corkscrew penis. <laughs> it is um, and it's and it's like I think it's got like a fuzzy like texture. Like it's meant to to kind of stay, if you will. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. She, you know, some some people, you know, they 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 like they like to go, you know, doggy. She likes to go ducky. Uh. <laughs> I mean, we're, well, we're an explicit we're podcast. It's a rubber so. <laughs> she, I bet you she's got a couple rubber ducks. Oh, Sorry, Mom. And if, and if she does it at that point, <laughs> after this point, she's got some rubber ducks. Don't let her see this film, John. <laughs> Don't let your mom watch this. No. This is not for would. your mom. So do you think after this scene, I know it didn't happen in the movie. Do you think after this scene, did, did she eventually find out? Like, did she? Yes. John, oh, you read to say? Yeah. You think so? You think so? Yeah. So this this Howard Fox. Oh, yeah. just like Captain America. This this Howard Fox. Yeah. Yeah. This these two fuck <laughs> like a lot. Like because he stays and then interspecies like, romance. And she was really fucking excited for him to like be around. So I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Well. Like she, there was no other sort of love interest to try to like, oh, you know, for her to like, kind of be like, oh, actually, like this guy, I, you know, I didn't see him at well, first. Well, Tim like, Robbins is trying. Tim, Tim Robbins, Robbins is, is trying, trying a whole lot. I don't, he, I don't know what Tim Robbins is doing <laughs> in this movie. I think Tim he Robbins is like, doesn't he hook up with one of the others? I think there's like near the end of the movie, there's like a throwaway thing where it hints that he yeah, he's like he's interested in one of members. the other girls. Ah, uh, okay. Band. Well, because That's he lost right. out to a duck. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Tim Robbins read this script and was like, all right, I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> and Howard was like, I want to be. There's only one place I haven't escaped to. Space. Space. <laughs> all right. So let's move. Pa- let's move past the duck sex. We got to get out of this explicit rating. We got Oh, my here. God. Yeah. OK, so we. How or Dr. Jennings kidnaps them. They go to, to do their thing to the little experiment, and the evil overlord gets in his body. Something starts to go wrong with him. Um, I didn't hate this part. This is when the movie kind of shines a tiny bit for me, is watching the problematic principal, Dr. Jennings, um, start to have to play both roles. As he's starting to spaz out, I to me it, it worked. It brought in some humor. Some of his best, yeah. That's and his I like style. You know, worked out well. I like one of his lines. He's like, "I'm changing inside, <laughs> like a sex change." <laughs> like, it's very weird, but it made me laugh. And and I actually wrote like his change is kind of cool. Like I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And they the, the way Didn't they he finish with like I have changed. I am done with my change. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> Doctor Jennings isn't here anymore. And that's all going down at what appears to be an African American-owned <laughs> Cajun sushi restaurant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where they then decide they're going to eat the duck. No, <laughs> they, they serve. It's right. like I'll just have the special one, three specials, and oh, they yeah. bring the, the eggs, and I'm like, they served Howard eggs. This is amazing. It's a diner. Cajun sushi place. <laughs> that poor waitress. <laughs> that poor waitress. But th- then, so 
the fight starts to happen. Doctor Jennings gets up. I actually wrote he looks like a Ghostbusters ghost. Yes, that's what I was like, say. He looks mm. like he was a ghost. And it, it holds up. That effect yeah. looks really good in this movie. In the 4K, it looked really good. Um, but I do love how someone wrote, he must have had the chili. <laughs> yeah, like that. That was a good line. I was like, there's some good jokes here. <laughs> there's some really good ones. Um, I wrote, uh, some. I don't know why I wrote this line. Maybe you guys can help me. I wrote, what the fuck is coming? At- oh, there's a spin. There, he's in, He. I think it's in the diner. He spits out like the tendril thing. Is it in the diner or is it right after the diner? He shoots oh, this thing out of his car? mouth. Into the car socket? Yeah. And yeah, I wrote, no. what the fuck is coming out of his mouth? It looks like a spiky penis. <laughs> and so and then I of that chat, that uh, those chat yeah. images. <laughs> <laughs> it ties back in. And then I wrote, this is right at the time they get to where they're going. I wrote, do you think D'Onofrio used this guy's motivation for Edgar in Men in Black? Oh, I can see it. There's little, there's bits of it that I'm like, definitely some of it. Yeah, it feels like D'Onofrio was like, I remember this really bad movie. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. steal some ideas from it, and no one's gonna know because only five people watched Howard the Duck. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's similarity for sure. Yeah, um, we get to like the final like room, like the final thing. Oh, sorry, I want to zoom out. I want to. The the the, the, oh, the the paraglider thing. Oh god. <laughs> no, he, that was such a long scene. <laughs> so I know. Long. <laughs> so long. And it's that, so they bad. Cut two minutes out of that, like solid. <laughs> they show the same people getting knocked out of the boat like three times. They like redo the loop from different <laughs> angles. Oh, like god. he zooms by, they fall out. They zoom by again. It's a different angle. They fall out. They zoom by again, a different angle, and they fall out. It's very strange mm-hmm. to see that sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, there's her her wonderful outfit. 80s galore. 80s galore. Oh, yeah. And the perm, um, like pressed hair. The hair. Yeah, the clips. Oh, my God, the pressed hair. There's our Ghostbusters uh, scene. It looks just like Ghostbusters. And actually, no, this is the, this was the um, the image. Oh, yeah. Like Ghostbusters. Um, when he gets to that point. Mm-hmm. So we get to the thing where he's starting to t- be taken over. Um, so Eric, this character isn't the same name as the character from the book, and I don't remember what he's called in the book off the top of my head. Um, but it is supposed to be the same character that brings okay. him to Earth. So it is tying in to the book. Um, <clears throat> we get in there. There's the big ex- excuse me. There's the big explosion. I don't understand how the humans survive the explosion. Because I don't see how anything expi- ex- it survives when the <laughs> laser goes off. Mm-hmm. But then we get the big rancor, like maquette, squid or um, uh, scorpion creature thing with the penis hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell me that's not like that's a dick. That's it's a it slimy. Is a it is a corkscrew <laughs> slimy dick coming out of. His All right, segment, segment, keep it together. <laughs> I didn't make the movie. Someone else did, and this is a kid's movie. I shouldn't be able to make this mini penis joke. But we're interpreting it. it, and he was a psychoanalyst. Okay, so Sigmund, keep it. All right, all right, all right. So it's we got this that. cigar. It's a cigar. I'm telling you. the The composite shots look pretty cool. Like, and see, in the 4K, it look it looks way better than I remember it ever looking. I don't remember it looking this good when I've seen it in DVD. So I, I give him credit. I, even Tip when, of the hat. when the claymation monsters at the end, or even when the claymation monster, it looks way worse than the, on the DVD. Like seeing sure. it, 
it just looks clean for whatever reason in this. So tip of the hat, guys, mm-hmm. tip of the hat. Um, we get the satellite explosion that should have killed everyone. Everyone. Uh, everyone should have died. I don't know how anyone survives that. So they've survived the laser explosion, and they've survived a satellite falling on top of them. And then we get the the song, Howard the Duck. Mm. Uh, 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 uh. So we return to our music video vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we go ninja, go ninja. Go ninja. That's what yeah, I got. It's like a ninja <laughs> turtle <laughs> flick. It was a go ninja moment. <laughs> it was a go ninja moment. And it's a back to the future callback too. It feels like when he's playing because he does like the oh, hopping yeah. on one foot mm-hmm. while playing the guitar. Um, yeah, he just all of a sudden knows how to shred. Like the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, we they do establish that in one of his failed careers in Duck World. Oh he, yeah, he was a musician. Was a, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry. They they do call. Do I kept back. trying to blank out the movie from my mind while it was going. Still. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> this is one my Rachel's one of her favorite movies. Eric, did your Rachel watch this movie with you when you watched it? She did. Did she still like this movie, or was she cringy and being like, "Why did I like this movie?" I don't know that she ever liked this movie. Uh, she acknowledged that she had seen this movie in the past. I think as a child, basically, with her friends. Her, I think she got this like from Blockbuster. Little eight-year-old Rachel is sitting. <laughs> and they didn't realize, you know, one of those moments, They the parents just kind of like, yeah, you can watch that. And off they went and no one realized what they were watching, probably. Um, but nonetheless, uh, she did not like it this time around either. <laughs> I'm I'm betting my Rachel watched the hot copy of it that her dad probably had recorded off of something, but had cut out <laughs> the weird sex scenes. Uh, <laughs> I, I bet you that's probably what had happened. From the Walmart version. The Walmart version. <laughs> Let's just say this did not get <laughs> Allie's approval rating. I, it, I didn't. It gets no one's. <laughs> I apologize for coughing into the thing. I tried to cut it off. Uh, yeah, I've been doing it. My apologies. Um. So you didn't get your. So yeah, all of our wives were. They were like. Oh, well, actually, that's not true. Mine still likes this movie. Why? Um, what? It, what? It, I, not that it's wrong. Not that she's not allowed to. Like, what is it about it that she's like, man, I, I don't know. That still gets me. I, I think it's just nostalgia. nostalgia. I, th- yeah. I think it's nostalgia that gets her the music. Um, I don't. I, that's got to be what it is. I don't. Hundred percent. I mean, know. in fairness, for a 1986 version of Howard the Duck, they did all right with a lot of things. Yeah. We and we technically have gotten Howard back in the MCU because he's in Guardians of the Galaxy, played by Seth Green. This he's he's the tag iteration. This uh, this look. No, he he looks closer to this. Yeah. Okay. So if I uh... yeah, he's the end tag at the end of the first uh, Guardians, and then he pops back up periodically. I think he was definitely in the Christmas special. Is he in the Christmas special? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's in, um, I believe he's in Ragnarok. I'm sorry, not Ragnarok. He's in, um, I believe he's in Infinity War. I think he's in the, I think there's a, sh- a quick shot when all the heroes are fighting. Uh, okay. I think that like there's a blink and you miss him shot. But yeah, here he is um, in there. He looks yeah. way closer to the, the comic book. Yeah, he, more close to what a, a duck man would look like too. My opinion. Yeah, agreed. All right, final thoughts, gentlemen. Final thoughts on Howard the Duck. It it was just weird at best. It had a lot of potential. I feel like mm-hmm. honestly, like like I feel like 
this could actually work like this this could be a great james gunn movie <laughs> you know yes <laughs> like like just someone who's willing to just go nuts and be crazy with it actually um, this you're gonna find this weird commit paul anderson no or sorry wes anderson wes anderson who's no, who's um royal no, tenant no no that's that wes, wes anderson, anderson. Yeah. wes no this could be I like edgar no. wright like an Edgar Wright yeah, could, could, could do it. Could Edgar Wright. You know what but I feel could, I could see? The Daniels from Everything Everywhere at Once, even. They're kind of they're the avant-garde, you know? But don't you think it would be interesting? Like, Wes Anderson would play it so real. It would have like, to be like a period piece set in his world, though, for it to work as a Wes yeah. Anderson film. And it's, no, but, not, it's too out there and not quirky enough. See, I think Wes would play it so straight that everyone doesn't, no one blinks an eye that it's a duck. Well, unless you do it like in like the way he did the fantastic Mr. Fox or yeah, Isle of good. Dogs. Yeah. If you oh, go see, that I'm, route, that would be different. Oh, see, I'm thinking the Royal Budapest Hotel. No. Like yeah. just with Howard. No. As one of the characters. No. No, I think, I think if you went the route of like fantasy Mr. Fox or like Isle of Dogs, I think this, that would work for this. If you want to do Wes Anderson. I just don't think Wes Anderson works. I mean, I would agree that if you're going to force Wes Anderson to do it, it's, the claimation is going to be his best way to do it. Well, but you know what would but happen? He would if never Wes, take it. <laughs> say, you know what imagine. would happen if Wes Anderson did it? He would probably actually do it in live action. He would make sure Joaquin Phoenix is Howard. I think Wes Anderson should do Fantastic Four. <laughs> or like the next X-Men reboot. <laughs> you know, like oh, no. some crazy. No, actually, I think I think Edgar Wright should do the Fantastic Four. That's who I want to see do Fantastic mm. Four. I will think on who I want to do Fantastic Four for when we get to them in like two weeks. They're already doing weeks. it. We just haven't been told. <laughs> I know. Let's be honest. But I'll think I'm really of, hoping uh, they go the route where they were like heroes in the 60s. I kind of hope that was what they do. I love that idea, that throwaway line. And Doctor Strange, I think Multiverse I think of Madness. Going Didn't to, you guys chart in the sixties? I, I think they're going to, and I know this is going away from the the rating of album into real fast. What I think they're going to do is they are going to go in the sixties. They're going to go into the quantum realm, and they are going to fight Rama Tut, and then they're going to come out. By the time they get out of the quantum realm, they're in the modern day. Because how time works differently, I think yeah. that's what they're gonna kind of do. Okay. Um. All right. So Howard the Duck. All right. What are your ratings? Or sorry, let me. My final thoughts. Um. You can watch it. I don't think it's the worst movie ever. I think no. you totally can watch it if you just want a cult, a weird cult movie from the eighties. I think go for it. I, I think it's totally it's not it. it's it doesn't fall under the just don't category. Right. It's it's yeah. serviceable. Parental discretion advised, but I'd, I'd recommend it even. I, you know, yeah. this is this is this is an interesting little bit of you know history to, yeah. to go to go witness. What, and there's what, some... what was tried long ago and fairly okay. Yeah, there's some good I've jokey heard... stuff. It's just yeah. weird. It doesn't feel like a Marvel movie, but it, it was. Okay, there's a lot so... of bad to it. I don't want to take that away. There's a lot of bad. There's to it. a lot of bad. To it. <laughs> so ratings, um, John. What did you rate this? I gave it three. Wow, three. Where, I gave it, it three based it on the potential of what it could have been if it had known what it wanted to be. All right. So I where think did you, we, where I, I think we very list? clearly identified one of the like fault problems is that that pin missing. That missing pin means this whole thing is rattling around out of control. So, but where does it fall on your list? Uh, 
I don't know. I guess if I put a put, if I if I think about where it generally, okay, it's definitely better than Doctor Strange. Definitely, definitely better than the Fantastic Four. Um, this is why think. you need Def- to update I would say your it, letterbox. It's, def- it's definitely better than Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's your best rated movie then so far. So far, yeah. Actually, I think it is my best rated movie so far. Actually, no, no, I did that back. He, Big Hero Six is still number one. So this is your number two mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, this is my number two right now. All right, I want to see that in Letterbox next week, Eric. What do you what do you rate this? <laughs> so I gave this a solid two stars. Um, okay. It it I agree with John that there was a lot of potential, but that didn't do it, so it got the two. Um, there was a lot of fun about it. You know, I I guess that I I recommend people watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with two stars, it's probably towards the top of my list right now. I don't know that it's number one, but it's in the top five at this point, right. uh, maybe even in the top three. So what would you say is like the um, what's just under it? What would you say? So we can kind of gauge just where it under is. It. Oh. Is Doctor so, Strange just under it? Is it? Yeah, um, I'd say the Doctor Strange or Hulk. Or, um, so I would say the animated the Hulk verses are just under it, but I oh, think wow. Planet Planet Hulk might be above it. Okay, nice. Um, and I think Big Hero Six is above it. Yeah, well, that's. I think it. Big Hero Six is probably number one, but so say if anyone says on, Big yeah. Hero Six is under it, yeah, <laughs> I question your list. Um, I fit in the between the two of you for once on this. I do a two and a half star. All right. Um, I put it. Um, it's number fifteen on my list. It is just under the Trial of the Incredible Hulk, and just oh. above Hulk, where monsters dwell. So the next live action. Below it would be Nick Fury. So I do like it better than Nick Fury. Um, so there we go. That's where it kind of fits in mind. Right. So next week, ladies and gentlemen, we will be doing a trilogy um, and a random movie. So we'll, well, I will be watching Blade, Blade 2, Blade Trinity, and Hulk. One of those is a movie I do not like. I will let you guess what that is until next week. Um, the blades, I don't, they're available to buy. I don't think they're available to stream anywhere. I I looked recently and I don't think they're actually available to stream. Hulk is though. And Hulk is available to stream on Peacock. Um, these guys are doing blade unless they want to change it. If you want to change the Hulk, since it is on Peacock, but only Eric has Peacock. So, um, I guess Eric, it's up to you because John can will be able to watch them anyway. No, honestly, I'd like to go back and watch Blade if I can, just because sure. it's it, it's been a while since I've seen Blade. You should do the whole trilogy if you can, if you have the time. Let's let's calm your tits. <laughs> calm your duck tits. <laughs> uh, again, one of these four movies I do not like, um, but I think I know which one. <laughs> you, you might, you might. I've, I've mentioned it before. I think uh, you have, yeah. So, um, anyway, so we will all be discussing Blade next week, which will be fascinating how I'm going to do the sequel, as I talked about before, but I'll figure it out. So, there we go. We've got that. So, that is next week. So, now let us very quickly discuss some stuff that we enjoyed this week. So, which one of you wants to go first? I'll go first, uh, John. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, I'll make it where you can see the timer since you can't see the timer. Um, so you can know where you are real fast. Boom, 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 boom. 
And John, whenever you're ready, go. Go. Okay, I want to go ahead and say that um, I know there's been some drop-off, and I've seen a lot of discussion about this, but I want to make a pitch for The Mandalorian, particularly Season 3. Um, it's still ongoing. I'm really enjoying it. I'm learning things that, because I haven't watched all of Clone Wars and Rebels, I don't know, but I'm getting a lot of new stuff, and I understand why there are people who don't like it, because you know they're learning, they're getting thrown at them a lot of stuff that they have to know more about uh, Star Wars universe is large, but I see that as a benefit I get why people don't like it, but I'm also digging the whole build up to something bigger rather than just individualistic stories. Um, I'm not trying to spoil it. I see Casey's like over there trying to cover his ears, but I like that there's a underlying current of some religious elements elements inside of here. And it's obviously that John Favreau is really pushing hard to sort of shape things in his own vision. And I've heard rumors about uh, internal disputes going on there as well, but that's one of the things that I find fascinating. And time. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. I could not listen to you because I have not seen the last two episodes. I didn't spoil anything. On. Come doesn't on. doesn't matter. I haven't seen the last two episodes. So I just didn't want to take a shot because I did have something spoiled um, by accident. Okay. Well, I so, was going spoiler no, free okay. there. No, that's okay. I just was being extra cautious. But um, I agree Mandalorian <laughs> is a great series. So, Eric, whenever you are ready. Uh, I am going to recommend uh, Atlanta. I think it's on season four, just finished mm. season four, which is what I'm watching now. Um, and I always kind of do this with Atlanta. I hate that I do it, but I end up just kind of letting them all pile up. And then I binge through them kind of for lunches and stuff like that uh, when I when I work from home. Um, and it, I forget how much I love it every time because it's just so fun. It's so you know, abstract at times. Um, it I didn't think they were coming back for four for some reason, but I'm really glad they did. Uh Season three was awesome uh, for those who, who, who have seen it, hopefully. Um, it is just smart writing, smart directing, smart storytelling in general. Um, and then, you know, you, you go from a moment of something very poignant, something, you know, writing where it kind of hits you and makes you think and makes you reflect on on kind of your own life your own privileges whatever it may be and then the next time it turns around and there's just a ridiculous silly character being played by by donald clubber for for the fun of it and and it's worth it all of it nice i i really want to watch i have not seen it but i'm in love with zazie beats so i will i will watch it because of her i've only watched season one but i i love it i gotta keep going yeah definitely I, I plan on it once we get through all this mess that we're doing here because it's eating up my time to watch things. Mm-hmm. All right. So my recommendation this week is a little movie that I saw on Thursday night. I saw Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Ooh, Thieves. I kind of see this. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is so good. It is Jeff's kiss. Mm, I love it so much. The only downside is they didn't play it's DND. I was really wanting to there is a cameo in the movie that I hope does not get spoiled for anyone that is amazing. There is callbacks to the 80s cartoon. The jokes are spot on. You can tell Chris Pine Chris Pine is having the time of his life. He's hilarious, and I want him to be in everything. And Hugh Grant is amazing as the villain, and I would love to see him back. The rest of the cast is all great. I love the whole team. I want more movies, and they don't have to be following this team. We can do others. And I know I'm going to go over a tiny bit, but they do so many callbacks to D&D lore that's amazing from talking about Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter and all these other locations. They talk about them without it being in your face and too um, 
um, Easter eggy. It, it's the right level. So anyway, I highly recommend Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. So let us now then go through the homework of the week, which was Eric's. It was Eric, right? You did this mess. I think so. You did yeah. this to us. Yeah. 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 Eric, Eric did the top 10 Marvel Comics deaths. So I did this and I had a lot of trouble doing it. If you guys sneak peeked my list, it was very difficult for me to do this. I intentionally uh, avoided sneak peeks. Okay, good. Um, I tried really hard to make this easier on myself and I made it more complex. So as I start through this, you'll see what I did. I apologize now, but I blame Eric because this this was a very interesting one. And again, this is subjective. This is not This is not what I think had the most impact globally. As like a death, this is um, what I felt. He's stalling, folks. I am because I just want to throw that in because <laughs> having conversations earlier, people were like, oh, you got to do this as the number one because it was so important to Marvel. I'm like, that wasn't important to me, though. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Right. So here we go. Number 10. In the MCU, the death of Frank Castle's wife, because I had to watch it every damn episode <laughs> of Punisher. <laughs> And in the comic books, Frank Castle's family's death. So it is a kind of a tragic thing. Jeez. My number nine, the death of Yondu in the oh, MCU. Oh, man, yeah. And the death of Jean Grey in the comic books. As you can see, I had trouble. So I just was like, fuck it. I'm going to do MCU and the comic books. So it's oh parallel. My God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number eight. The death of vision. You like my pictures here. I'm doing yeah. all the deaths. And then the death of Uncle Ben in the comics. Number seven, the death of Loki in the MCU. What we know of as the death of Loki. And then in the comic books, the death of Captain America from Captain America number 25. Number six, the death of Groot. And in the comics, the death of ultimate Peter Parker. All right, now we're to you guys. <clears throat> I'm curious if we're going to have any matchups. So, Eric, who is your number five death? Number five for me, I'm going to be pretty much exclusively uh, MCU, and it's Black Widow's That's sacrifice. Um, that right. you know, the ultimate death. Yeah, you know, I think of, of any of the main characters at the moment. Um, though uh, I'll, I'll 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 change that. I won't say that because. I have that later on probably, um, but uh, Black Widow's sacrifice. Obviously, it's it's a great moment. It's a it's a heartbreaking moment. I think I teared up. Um, yeah, I teared up multiple times though during that movie. No, Eric, um, this so works because yeah. I went exclusively comic books. So this you going nice. works really well. <laughs> this is really fascinating. Then, I, then I'm really happy I did the way I did. Yeah, it kind of works out. We didn't even yeah, plan yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that's Eric's. That's John, fun. what's your number five? Death of Peter Parker, Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, my God. That's pretty good. Wow. Um, we almost picked the same image, too. Did we pick yeah, the same? No, did. we did. I just I have yeah. the extra piece. I have the extra page part. Extra panels. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really fascinating. All right. So my number five is the death of Tony Stark Oof. Yeah. and the death of Multiple Man. Hmm. This was actually so when I was talking about. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this this is actually yeah. the one where it got about like why are you picking that character it should be characters that are impactful for everything i'm like but this was impactful for me as a reader yeah like this is one of like my number one 
it was very impactful for me because I think it might have been the first death I've read in a comic book. So when we get to that in a minute. Um, so that's why I have mine evolved in this. But um, Tony Stark and the Multiple Man. So Eric, what's your number four? So number four was extremely touching, but controversial in terms of is it a death? So I'm calling it Spider-Man's blip. Uh, we as the audience had to experience it like death. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to go and all the, all those things. That was, a, yeah. that was pretty heart-wrenching in a Infinity War. And so there was a lot of turmoil, a lot of, a lot of uncertainty. I mean, I think we all knew that surely Tom Holland wasn't done as Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty gut-wrenching scene for, for it's okay. It's a common comic book trope for people to die and yeah, come back. Yeah, so, you exactly, know, it's fine. Exactly. It, does, it counts. It, it counts. <laughs> I'll allow it because so many it, people didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and I do have a backup. You were reminding me. Uh, so I'm going to steal one of yours as the backup. If people really want to be pissy about it. Uh, Yondu. Man, that one tore me up. Too. Yeah. Yondu was Yondu was a tough one. Yeah. Um, John, what's your number four? Death of Electra, Bullseye. Ooh, that kills is a good her. one. Yeah, was, one of the that's a vicious that... image, by the way. Such it a is, it's one of the image. few things the movie got right. The Daredevil yes, movie. True. This is one of the few things. Actually, I'm pretty sure they actually almost replicate that whole scene. You you've got the image yes, of they did. Um in the That's movie. One of the redeeming features. Yeah. That is a good one. Damn. It it did not make my list because I didn't I will be honest, I haven't actually read that storyline. I've seen the images, obviously. Mm-hmm. Comic fan. I've, I've seen the image. I've never actually read it. So to me, it's not it it doesn't pull as close, but it, it strangely is enough, it tied in with what we were looking talking about this week, so it worked yeah, out. Yeah, it did. My number fours are Gamora's death Ooh. and the death of Norman Osborn. Mm. Um, I'm a huge Green Goblin fan. Um, it's probably one of my favorite Spider-Man villains, um, and so his death is definitely an important one. I mean, Gamora's was just so sad to, to yeah. watch in the movie theater. Probably one of the biggest you, betrayals for sure. It was because you do not see that coming. Like you know he's an awful person, but you're like, oh, he loves you. And then when there's that line, you have to kill something you love, and she's like, ha, you don't love anything. And he's like, you want to bet? Hold my beer. <laughs> it's like the inverse version of the you find out your father really loved you on his de- on his deathbed. Yeah. Like he leaves you some memento that makes you realize he loved you the whole time. It's like a dark, twisted version of that. Yeah, you you want to talk about it, John? No, <laughs> I have a perfect relationship with my father, so don't worry. He hasn't gotten that deathbed confessional yet. Eric. Speaking of deathbed confessionals, Eric, what's your number three? Number three for me is going to tie over with yours, but it's the oh, MCU version. Wow, of Green Goblin's demise almost pretty. I'm realizing a a, a panel for panel kind of remake. Yeah, in a way. No, they did a yeah. good job. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and come on. So they well, instead, of the, the heart, the instead of the heart, it's the dick. Yeah. yeah and, and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so always sad to lose Willem Dafoe, but I think we're used to it from pretty much every movie he's in. So yeah, at least it wasn't Sean <laughs> Bean. We would have seen it coming if it had been Sean Bean. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, John, what's your number three? Number three, Death of Gwen Stacy. Mm. Wow, that is a that is an important one from. From the comics. God, Gwen Stacy was so great. That image, just thinking about that. Sorry, I didn't, because I haven't seen your images you picked. Thinking about that, that middle image there uh-huh. almost looks like a drawing of, um, oh shit, what's her name? Um, what's her name? Who played her in the movie? 
Oh, um, oh, Emma, Emma Stone, Emma yeah. Stone. That almost looks exactly like Emma Stone. I know that's my mind yeah. playing a trick on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, does that metal look just like Emma Stone? It does. My number three happens to be the death of Black Widow and oh. Gwen Stacy. <laughs> same image, same image. If, if you, that's funny, Eric. If you had put Gwen Stacy as number three, it would have been the weirdest tie. <laughs> I almost did. I that would have been the strangest. We got a lot of crossover. Because I had been movie and MCU kind of related, I didn't love the movie version of that, in, in my opinion. It's as man. much as some well, of the well no, I meant if you had moved your Black Widow to number three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because then yeah, we would have had yeah. you and me tying for three and him. Like this is this so far, this has been our most crossover list, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, it has. I think, so. I, I think this has been our most crossover. Um, Eric, what's your number two? My number two is Mysterio's "Burn It Down" death, uh, nice. and 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 honestly, do we know he's truly dead? We we do, right? I mean, it's it's the comics, right? So who knows? But like, not just that. Like, obviously, I love Jill and Hall as Mysterio. I thought, I, I good villain. Sad that, I, yeah, I, I'm sad he if he really is gone because he he he. He seemed to really enjoy playing that role. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love the fact that it kind of opened up um, the story, obviously, for uh, No Way Home. Yeah, that was a good one. John, what is your number two? My number two is Death of Captain America. Wow. Mm-hmm. Same image again. You and I yep. are you, the same, use, use the same one as you. Yeah. That's a good one. That was truly a shocking death. Um, Eric, you oh, weren't reading comics at the time, but... This was one of those moments. Like I wasn't actually collecting at this point. When I saw that, I had to go out and hunt down the issue so that I could have. This is right when I got back into after a hiatus. I got back in with Civil War. Yeah, and I was coming back into it right about the same time. I got back into collecting around this point. Yeah, my number two is the death of Agent Coulson. Oh yeah, and the death of Ben Riley. And I know a lot of people hate Ben Riley, Spider Man, um, the clone Spider Man, or was he the clone? um <laughs> they hated ben riley but i really i this was the spider-man i was reading like clone saga had happened and all this so i enjoyed ben riley's character and so his death was one of those that was pretty impactful and as you see i'm picking a lot of spider-man because spider-man is one of my favorite characters but that colson death was so like that was the moment in the mcu we were like oh they aren't playing like they're willing to kill off their major characters mm-hmm. so Yep. It was a, it was a it was a big one um, for me in the MCU. Um, Eric, what's your number one death? Number one death. I mean, for yeah. me, I don't know how it could be uh, Tony Stark. I mean, the the ultimate sacrifice. You know, the the ultimate arc of of our characters. I think thus far, he did the one thing Captain uh, America said he wouldn't do in Avengers number one. Exactly. You know, so he that just shows you the evolution. Him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know how to say it. If 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 you don't believe that that's a, a pivotal moment of moviedom, I don't know what to tell you. No, no it was a good one. Cry. I cried. Well, you're <laughs> like, going like to cry again, baby. I will. You're, you're going to cry again when I you see will. Him. I will. John, what's your number one? I'm going to curveball it. Wanda. That that is a good one. When de- no more mutants. That is a good one. That's one of my all-time favorites because it's just uh, the one you never see coming. Something that fundamentally rearranges everything for quite a while. So, you know, I for a long time I thought this would have been this should have been the MCU's correction to introducing mutants. Mm-hmm. Reverse it. Set a no more mutants. 
make more miracles or make more mutants, however she would want to phrase mm -hmm. it. But that would, to me, um, been how they could have done it. Fascinating. My, I just, and I, I chose my that number... particular image. I love that close up. I agree. This is one of the best yeah. images from that particular storyline. That's House of M. Yeah. Yeah. My number one death of oh. Black Panther mm. and the death of Harry Osborn. Um, so obviously, um, death of Black Panther that was just sad yeah, all awesome. around, but so um, well handled. So yeah, well handled. so well handled. It hit me on so many levels. The when he actually died, when Chadwick Boseman right. died, of course. Then seeing the movie, um, then I lost my dad, and then seeing the movie right after I lost my dad. Um, so just all around, there's a lot of emotions. Um, it, with it, it kicked me when he when I when I heard him again in What If. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was a kicker. Like so, hearing his voice from beyond the grave. That was his last word. Yeah. Was Black Panther. I think he might have one more episode in What If, I think. I just know the What If stuff was his last stuff. Yeah, yeah the What Ifs is his last. I think because they didn't, I believe they filmed a lot of it or did record a lot of it together. So I think that um, he does have something in part two. Okay. Um, but anyway, it it was, John is right. It was definitely sad to hear that voice again. But I have a, I have a lot of this is this is a hard one to go back and rewatch yeah. this um the the second one just because of all the stuff that happened in my own personal life, um, but then um Harry Osborn dying and this was another one of those like why are you putting that he's such a trivial character to no, me was... I didn't know comic book characters could die until this this was the mm. first comic that I read where they killed off a character and not only that it was a character I really liked. Um, and so it was, this is just one of those things. I have this issue at home. I love this issue. Um, and so that's just, that is why this made my number one, um, again, subjective list. It can be whatever the hell I want it to be, um, on here. And I chose this be happy. I didn't choose the death of pyro from the comics. <laughs> so, um, there we go. That was our list. So I believe next week it is Mr. Evans turn to tell me what the list is so what is the top 10 for next week top 10 best examples of representation in the mcu so far and by representation i mean like diversity like things that we never you know something other than cis white men pretty much can okay because you, you so said we're gonna be cis, woke so... this next list guys so uh so come at me 10, top 10 representation of... Yeah, top ten examples of representation in the MCU. Now I'm being specific here to the MCU because they've done a lot more of this, of course, in um, the comic books for a while now. But I think with the MCU doing it has a very important message that resonates to a much larger audience. So uh, my question I have on this: Does it count? If does Nick Fury count because he was yes. a white character in the books, yeah. and they okay. So yeah, if they count. do, if they do a gender or a race swap, yeah, that that's fine. Technically, yeah, I think that should count. count. I think it should count. Okay, and for anyone who is Caucasian, they should, if they're on this list, should either a be female or yeah. should be um, LGBTQ friendly. That would be even, or that would be a very much would fall in line with the the definition of what we're going for. Yeah. 
Okay, I just wanted I just wanted to yeah, no, I, not no, only for fine. me but for the audience too. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, folks, if you want to come at me for like quote unquote being woke, I'm 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 fine with that because people throw around that term in a very dumb way for things they don't like, and I think it's important. I work at an HBCU. I work with African American students all the time, and I think it's wonderful that we have more diversity in the things that we see, particularly on film. So. I agree, and I definitely agree that some of Marvel's best stuff, I don't want to say all their best stuff. But I mean, they're not perfect, but I think the fact that they're able to do it right. is good. Well, I was say, just a lot of the best stuff, a lot of my favorite characters that we've gotten recently fall into that category, so I am actually mm-hmm. very excited for this. Um, so this is a cool list. I'm I'm excited to to do this one, and I'm glad that you very specifically said MCU, and that will keep me to yeah. MCU. And not um, pulling from DC or Image Comics. I mean, pulling from Marvel Comics. So also, well, thank you, gentlemen, as always. I know we went a little bit longer, but that's okay because it was WrestleMania Day. Um, This has been a great one. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you all for episode 51 of the Not Funny Guys present Off the Reels. Please write in, subscribe, like, share, everything you can do with Not Funny Guys on Apple Podcasts. Um, write in to us at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. Ask us your questions. I will look at the mailbag next week. You can find me at Vash underscore Maxwell at, on Twitter. You can find me as Casey Franklin on Hive and my letterbox because I said it wrong last time. <laughs> Thank you, peoples. Um, you can find me. Where's my profile? Um, you can find me at... Um, what the hell is my damn name on this thing? <laughs> um, that's Vash Maxwell. Um, one word on uh, Letterbox. I should have that memorized, but I don't. Vash Maxwell at Letterbox. Um, where can they find you, Mister Eric? Uh, you can find me on Letterbox, uh, Eckley. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, and you can find me in Northern Virginia. Sure. Maybe at your local no, quiz night. Maybe, maybe a local trivia night. Or karaoke. I've been known to, to to swing the mic around. If you find him at local trivia next Friday, next Friday only, keep that in mind, he'll buy you a beer. But only next Friday. Does not qualify any other time. And next you have Friday. to reference this episode that you're and listening to together. right now. Remember, episode 51. Not 51. Funny, off the reels. I will buy That's you right. a beer this coming Friday. Yep. Where they can they find you, Dr. Evans? Other than oh, your yeah. class. Yeah, you can find me on the tweeters with the uh, arching with a PhD, or you can find me on the uh, Zuckerberg owned uh, Instagram with the uh, esoteric underscore by underscore design. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been another great episode of Off the Reels. Later. Later.